0: Arbor Digital, the forefront of digital assets, cryptocurrencies, and wealth management. Providing a low-cost, research-based investment strategy for Alaskans looking to invest their hard-earned money. Visit arborcapital.io today to put your money to work.
4: Tailored Restoration 24-Hour Emergency Home Services. Helping Alaskans restore their dreams since 1972. Services include fire, water, mold, post-emergency cleaning, repair, and remodeling. Give them a call in Anchorage, Eagle River, Matsu, or Fairbanks. Hit them up at tailoredrestorationalaska.com.
3: Total Truck and Alaska Overlander, Alaska's premier supplier for custom automotive accessories and overlanding products, providing all inclusive rental vehicles and trailers custom outfitted to explore the Alaskan backcountry with a unique and convenient traveling experience
4: serrano's mexican grill two locations one on tudor one on northern lights the northern lights location has their new tequila bar check it out also see their daily specials at serrano's mexican grill.com
0: the treehouse ak.com located at 341 boniface parkway alaska's own and grown cannabis and cbd store ask the bud tender what the strain of the day is to get your 10 percent off the treehouse where the culture lives
3: Connoisseur Lounge, Alaska's premier locally owned and operated cannabis retailer. Located in the heart of Palmer, Alaska. Their cultivated products include Snowcap Romance, Aurora Haze, Superglue, and much more. Find them at theconnoisseurlounge.net.
0: AKO Farms, located in Sitka, Alaska. Built from the ground up with concentrates as their single motivation. With exclusive products such as their sugar wax, full spectrum diamond sauce carts, and more. Ask your local bud tender about A.
4: tight lines, and fish on. Come hook into the action with them. Hit them up at thebaitcheckak.com.
0: Snow Pro AK, your snow and ice management company specializing in business and residential properties. They know what it takes to keep your property presentable and safe. Give them a call for a free estimate at 280-7098 or visit LawnProAK.com. Double Shovel Cider Company, located off of Arctic and 58th, handcrafted Alaskan-made colonial ciders. They also have a tap room downtown on the corner of 5th and E. Stop by today and taste an award-winning cider.
3: The Alaska chapter of Backcountry Hunters and Anglers. BHA is the voice of our Alaskan public lands, waters, and wildlife. Their goal is to uphold our hunting and fishing legacy while keeping our public lands wild. Stand up today and join BHA at backcountryhunters.org. That can be a... Like a thing for athletes, right? Like, I,
0: I, oh, there you go. Like
3: you're forbidden almost to maybe ride a motorcycle or do something that's like risky. Or
1: I mean, I, I can ride I can ride a motorcycle. I yeah. can do those those things. But sure. I mean, I if I call the company and tell them, hey, I cannot perform this weekend because I broke my leg riding a motorcycle. They're gonna be like, hey, this is the season. You have a contract <laughs> that you technically you shouldn't be doing certain activities yeah. to protect. Yep. The the, the the contract you know yeah so you can accomplish it you need
3: to be available yes
1: <laughs> yes so so it's up to your skills i mean i feel with enough skills that i can do pretty much what what i want but i try not to push it i try not to race on anything else yeah uh, during the competition during the series because mm-hmm. it could be bad yeah
3: yeah, yeah. stay available uh, we were talking earlier um that you uh that you snowboard have you have you been able to ride it all this year yet? Not yet. Okay, so this would have this was gonna be your first run.
1: Yes, yes. Okay. So, no, and I got a fr- a brand new board. That I got to put together. Uh, one of my sponsors, uh, Field Clothing, he he sent me a new board. Uh, so no, I just nice. pulled it out of the box yesterday. I'm like, I'm excited to go and share this nice. this board.
4: What kind awesome. of board is it?
1: Uh, it's he, he he is a custom made board by by uh, he partnered up with somebody. Uh-huh. I, mean, I, I posted it in my on in my Instagram. Yeah, I don't really yeah. know what what board it is. I just took it out yesterday when I got off the plane. I'm like oh look at this new board nice. <laughs> so uh the shape looks amazing it's a little bigger than what i had before uh-huh. so so hopefully hopefully it'll be nicer i feel like my older board was a little a little smaller for me yeah. do you
4: like traditional bindings or like the uh step
1: ins i uh, i like the traditional ones yeah better. yeah yeah, uh-huh. yeah no, i know i i had some of the step ins, but not like the new technology the old one that you pulled the back
4: oh yeah yeah i like those old ones with the flow yeah the flow yeah so yeah those, those are exactly pretty what I have.
1: help me understand some like
3: my knowledge is not good with the snowboarding yeah. so traditional step in like what is the
4: well the traditional is like the one where you see everyone's the the heel plate is is um solid right like that doesn't um you know bends forward but there's no buckle there and then you have your front mm. that that you clip in okay usually okay. it's two straps across your toe it's like the toe and the ankle where like flow came up with these ones that still had those but then the heel would drop down so if you're right. with a bunch of skiers, oh. you could just kick into your binding and lift that heel up and lock it, and then you're off just as fast as the skiers. Oh, versus holding up yeah. the show,
3: you can click that in and then right. Yeah, he has like, he
1: has like a like a like a wire around the back of your of your ankle, and then you just pull back uh, a latch, and that gives the all the tension, so it doesn't fall back. back. Exactly. Ah,
4: so now you right. got yeah this solid back. But, yeah, towards the end uh, of, uh, well, my snowboarding, I snowboard a little bit. But, um, yeah, I went with the flow, and I just, I like being able to just get up and go.
1: Yeah, so. like, now they got the new board, I was looking, like, should I should I get some new bindings? And I look at the flow, and, like, mm, I think I'm just going to put the flow back into yeah. that new board. There yeah. you go. It's yeah. easy. Yeah. I, it's convenient. I mean, it takes me two seconds. I'm, I'm set up faster than most of the, even the skiers sometimes. Yeah. Nice.
0: Was there yeah. an original, a different one at first that was, like, a click-in? Yeah, so they okay. had these
4: click-in ones, That's, but they never really stuck
0: no uh, i had that and they would pop off all the
4: time when yeah. you're
0: like trying to hit air and you'd land and you'd be like right
4: and oh it'd
0: come apart yeah just couldn't handle like the like yeah. the, the impact. impact yeah yeah sometimes and well then
1: the- those, those flows, sometimes if you fall backwards going downhill, sometimes it will catch the snow and it will open them, oh, so then no. you lose the board. That has happened to me a couple oh, of times, really? but I feel it's because oh, I don't have enough, enough tension on oh, the wire, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Oh. But, but that happened a couple of times. Yeah, I felt completely backwards going downhill, and you can see the board's just oh. staying up. Like, oh, don't come, <laughs> oh, don't come cut my, hit my throat. Yeah, or <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like oh, it man.
3: just sends down the hill, oh, right? Yeah,
4: that's yeah, a
3: rocket. Yeah yeah that's how do you funny, even man. find it
4: oh man yeah
0: it's get yeah. my
3: board
0: well it's better when you slide down and the board's still up versus the board the comes the or, or the skis <laughs> oh, come off and we yeah, just dude. go all the way down
1: <laughs> yeah oh, that's the
0: worst man <laughs>
1: Yeah, fi- fun times for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. Um,
0: welcome to Alaska Wall Project episode 100. Um, I want to just say nice. a big thank you to um, Jack and Brandon and Chad and Emily and everyone that's been around with us for all these episodes, all the listeners, all the sponsors. Um, you know, it's been two years now and we've been constantly putting out a show every week. And, you know, as you when you start something there, they always say, well, get to 100 and then, you know, we'll see where you're at. And I feel like the progress has been really nice. So thank you to all the listeners in Alaska and worldwide that have stuck with us through this learning. I mean, as you start anything new, you know, obviously there's, <laughs> yeah. a, there's a learning curve there. And, and uh, we just did our uh, live podcast last night at the Palmer Arrow House. Um, thank you for everyone that went out there. Obviously, there's some improvements to be made oh, yeah. um, <laughs> as far as that goes. Um, but, you know, it's all a learning curve. So thank you for everyone for uh, coming out for that
4: um yeah daniel call, thanks for all the work you've done you, you, i mean both of you guys um you, yeah man, you've guys done so much work and it's been awesome it's been a lot of fun
3: yeah it's been amazing like we kind of touch on it pretty frequently just the the process of it and the fact that we reached 100 and we're two years now which has just flown because we started this like right out of covid and um to think that right where we're at with the support the listeners the followers the sponsors, the lo- the loyal listeners, the folks that, you know, we see routinely that oh listen to this episode, listen to that episode. It's amazing that people stuck with us this, this long. So uh yeah, thank you everyone. Really yeah. appreciate it. It's been great and Daniel, thank you for all of course, all what you've of done, course. man. This is you've truly been the the, the engine yeah, so to speak totally. behind this uh this monster. So
0: what size engine? And I, uh, <coughs> it, it's <laughs> I like I, I don't think everyone like
1: realizes <laughs> like we
4: you know this <laughs> is at right. night like you know we all have kids you know Daniel and it has a full time job and you know has other businesses on the side mm. same with with Brandon he had commitments yeah, to hockey just and busy man. it's just we're we're real busy and you guys made made it work and it's it's a lot of commitment and you guys have been rock stars
0: right it, it's
3: been fun working <clears throat> doing this though. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, it's like it added to what was already a pretty full plate for all of us, but it's been fun. Like it's, maybe there are times where it feels like kind of an inconvenience to have to do like, oh man, like I got all this stuff going on. But after we got into a groove, it just became something that was like, I look forward to it every week. Yeah. And we have meetings every other week or, you know, at least once a month where we get together and we, we talk about our future and merchandise and, and upgrades of the website and just all these things, man. And now it's, I look forward to that. Yeah. And I think that's your turning point, right? When you start something new where it's work, but it's actually fun. Yeah. And it doesn't, it doesn't feel like work anymore. Yeah. I think we're finally getting to that point.
4: Yeah. No, that's awesome. Yeah.
0: And then the, all the people you meet, man, the guests come in. I mean, like you're 100 well yeah, i mean hit, uh, hit that means there's I, been like
1: I feel honored to be the guest 100 here in this episode and <laughs> yeah. i mean you guys i mean i know uh daniel's been like reaching out to me several times to try yeah. to get this to happen and that's part of the hard work that you, I can tell that you guys are talking about because it's always on on the go, reaching out. Hey, are we not going to do it? I got these dates. It's persistent. And, yeah. well, persistency and consistency are the keys in everything. And, well, I'm glad to be part of this. And uh, I want to say a big thank you to you guys for inviting me. And, uh, well, I mean, I, f- I feel like a true Alaska now, even though I'm being here for a short period of time and i'm not planning to leave in reality i really love nice. love this place i always tell everybody i went from paradise which is costa rica to the northern paradise which is alaska oh, so man. so i well feel said. yeah no i mean this this paradise i, I, I tell everybody you got to come and check it out how do you get absolutely here? Uh, well I mean I got here driving the first time. huh. I went all the way from Tampa, Florida to Anchorage, Alaska in four and a half days. Wow. I didn't basically did it nonstop. Uh, I got I grabbed one of my friends, Chris, and I told him, Hey, we're going to Alaska. Yeah. I'm like, Really? All right. So we jumped in the car, we left Tampa around midnight and drove all oh, wow. the way to uh, <laughs> Chicago that first that first day. Uh, we got to Chicago around 5 o'clock in the afternoon, spent the night there. The next day, we probably hit the road around 8, 9 o'clock in the morning, kind of a little late. We hit all the way to Mount Rushmore. Oh, we got yeah. there late at night. We found a little hotel on the side of the road. We woke up in the morning, like, all right, let's go and see the faces. And the next, All right, we finally hit the road around probably 11 o'clock in the morning. That was a little later. We got to Sweetgrass, Montana. That's where I was planning to go across the border. Mm. Uh, Thankfully, still only essentials were supposed to go across. Mm. And uh, well, I got there to Sweetgrass, Montana around two o'clock in the morning. I got to the border, took all the tarps off my truck. I had my dirt bike loaded up and everything. So, well, I get to the border, I look left and right, and there's nobody in the border.
3: The border's (laughs) wide open. (laughs) And I'm like, (laughs) passport check?
1: Passport check? (laughs) What do I do? Do I wait? Well, I put my truck in gear and into Canada I went I'm like well, hopefully nobody will stop me if anybody do I mean I have nothing to hide check me whatever you know so well at that point I told my friend here we go we're not stopping anywhere we got gas we got the cooler with food and, and, and whatever we need drinks so let's go and we made it all the way up here like basically no stop uh, on, on the process, basically getting to the Yukon territory, I got airborne with my truck. Well,
3: um, oh, hit those those <laughs> Oh yeah,
1: oh yeah. Well, this guy coming from eighty miles an hour, Florida the speed oh. limit, you know, coming up at uh, this eighty kilometer, eighty miles. oops sorry, wrong wrong, wrong type of kilometer mileage. <laughs> uh, so yeah, no, I was coming a little fast for sure, and that was something I hit this frosty, and well, I just preloaded the truck perfectly, got him there. My friend wakes up, is like, "Are we in there?" I finally like, yeah. <laughs> landed i'm on the side of the road completely sideways finally like drifted all the way around like three times finally got it to settle all down okay oh you almost ate shit oh yeah big oh time my God. big time no i got big big time airborne it was like a, <laughs> like a little jump no it was, a, it was a pretty big jump and uh so we finally okay got off I, my dirt bike was off to the side a little bit so we had to like pick it back up and like all right here we go oh and we we made it here to my sister's house Upload uh, everything, and then we went up to Big Lake because it was, uh, I think, it was 4th July weekend. Oh, ah, perfect! So, yeah. so that was my nice goal. That, that's why I was trying to drive so fast to make it here, so we can go to spend the 4th July weekend. So, yeah, that was a wild adventure. We got to see so much wildlife and stuff. That it was like get get to see it all, you know, basically yeah. when you do that drive. Yeah. So, looking forward eventually to do it again, yeah. but uh, maybe in reverse, do it oh, the other yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Watch right. out for that's those right. frosties in the Yukon. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so your sister was already here. Yeah, she's been here for at least eight to ten years now.
0: Okay, and what brought her here?
1: Uh, She graduated college, and uh, she was looking for a job, and um, my uncle's been here for over 30 years. So my dad talked to him, and he's like, hey, will you help my daughter to find a job? So she came up here, he helped her out a little bit, and then she went on her own and uh and now she's been here she has one of the best group of, f- of friends uh actually you probably met her uh when you went to the sh- to the event in oh, seattle I, she oh, was I there did. yeah she was like the 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 the, the organized uh, organizer of that trip basically okay and everything happened because uh she she got to make a facebook group and on the setting she made it public instead of private so everybody started finding <laughs> out that we were that they were going to, to Seattle to see me perform. So, well, we just proceed with it. So oh, the group went yeah. to what, it was like 73 Alaskans that wow. came down to Seattle to support me uh, on that event. That was like such a cool experience. They all made like custom t-shirts. Uh, it, it was so cool. Such a, such a great experience to have all my friends down there. Absolutely. I still st- I still remember. And this year we're going back on the same date. Oh, so, oh it's sweet. happening again? Yeah. Okay. Nice.
4: Really, we got to do that. Yeah, Does your totally. sister have a public facebook group again
1: (laughs) i don't know i don't think i don't think she's making one this year but but well i mean monster has a a a page there that says where when it is and everybody can come Mm. and support me i'll be very happy to host everybody down there yeah beautiful
0: man And, and you know when i went down there like i know several of the people in the group and we were going already down to watch a cracking game and it was like a boys trip and you know, at first they're like, well, let's go check out the, um, you know, the Monster Jam. And it was like, oh, okay. Well, you know, is that for kids or whatever? And then we, we go to it. Yeah. We had the, I mean, this is like five grown men just like, crying.
4: <laughs> <laughs> just yelling, yes.
0: screaming, just like the sounds and everything. And it was like, oh, we wish we had our kids I like Facetime my kids. Yeah, like yeah. I'm like showing them all the pictures. So don't let it feel like if you're if you don't have kids, like it is for adults and children. It's, it was it's amazing. for it's all a the fun family, venue, man. It,
1: totally, no, it's for the whole entire family. That's the, the coolest thing about Monster Jam. I mean, for everybody who d- never been to a monster truck show, they always think it's like, oh, it's such a like redneck hillbilly show, then. And it is not. It has broken out from being that uh, what we're doing with these trucks. The way we're pushing the limits, it's to okay. a whole other level. the The trucks have their own uh, like schemes, the body schemes that people and kids can interact. Plus, the old school trucks like Grave Digger, Maximum Destruction, they've been there for so many years. Yep. So it's for everybody. And then you get a variety of drivers that uh, from all ages, from all uh, from all areas of the world. Yep. So, it's a big variety of people that kids can relate, adults can relate, and and we're just just happy, imagine, I mean, just think about it, my job, I'm driving a 1500 horsepower Monster Jam truck, weekend (laughs) after week, when I can flip it, I can do whatever I want with this truck. So, I'm so excited to be driving my truck every weekend, That that's why when we do the pit parties, which is hours prior, prior to the event. Uh the the older kids can come and talk to us and the adults mm-hmm. and take pictures. That to me is one of my favorite parts of, of the day. It's a little exhausting because you're entertaining people for four hours. Answering lots of questions. Yes, and, yeah. But it, it still is like that's where I get the opportunity to talk to everybody and ask them like, hey, what do you want me to do in this event? Who is your favorite truck? And I'm like, well, if you like this truck better, why? Why don't you like me? What do I have to do to be your <laughs> favorite? So it's, it's a great experience, a great time that I get to share with all the fans. And then when people actually get to see the event, I mean, it's a real competition. I mean, I'm, I'm a competitive person that I'm going to line up against anybody. I'm going to raise. I mean yep. I'm not going to am I'm even if they tell me you need to let him win that's not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> That's that just not going to happen. That's just the no, way you I am. Buckle that strap. Yeah. Let's
3: go. Let's go. Time. I mean, why am I strapping so
1: hard to just let somebody else win? No, no, no. no. So, <laughs> so, so, so yeah. No, the, the event is actually like uh, extremely amazing. It has come become far, very far from where it started. So, I invite everybody to make an effort to bring your kids and all your family and come and spend a good weekend. uh It's going to be a lot of fun. And like we tell all the kids, the the, the louder you guys scream, the bigger we're going to go. Because actually we can hear them inside the truck sometimes.
3: Yeah, oh. if they're really no, raging awesome. you
1: out, you, yeah, you
0: gotta, you gotta convince, convince them to come to Alaska. Oh yeah. Well,
1: we talked about it. There's, there's been, it's been uh, and one of the possibilities. The thing to come up here, there's not a big enough venue that we can do one or two I events. Was just
3: thinking about that, like where would we have mm. something like
1: that? So th- there's an arena. Uh, the arena could be doable, but then it's not uh, affordable because well, all the transportation of the trucks up here, mm. plus yeah. Plus the amount of seating uh, that we have, we'll have to do like a five event weekend in order to make it uh, profitable Mm for the... Okay. okay. So so that's the way I look at it. And then we think, well, maybe uh, the state fair, well, we'll have to bring... A uh, whole bunch of containers to put like safety holds. All these containers have to have like concrete blocks behind them. Then you have to build uh grandstands like where people are going to be sitting. They have to be basically 15 feet above the playground of, mm. of the trucks for safety. Mm. Uh, those are things that Monster Jam is, makes a difference in our events. Uh, safety for the, the, the people that come and support us every week. If it is not safe, Monster i is not going to do it. Right. A, and from every point, for the point of the of the spectator, and even a, for my point of view, like if, if they see something's not safe for me to do, they're not going to let me. As yeah. much as I believe and I want to do it, like nope. Yeah. So yeah. so that's that's why we we are the leaders. These companies, the leader on on the industry, and because we produce a family friendly, hundred percent safe uh, event, and then uh, the other cool things, there's no script. Everything happens because, like I said, it's real competition. When we are yeah. out there, we're all put, putting everything we can to become the number one. And it's so fun, you know, lining up with old school drivers, newer drivers. Uh, there's gr- a bunch of girls now that these girls, while well, I've had I saw that uh,
3: with the yeah. rosters, man. Tons and That's tons of women in there.
1: This year, they got even two or three new ones. Uh, mm-hmm. So th- the population of female drivers is growing a lot in the industry. Sweet. And it's cool to, to watch. I mean, these girls are coming in there whooping everybody's butt basically Mm -hmm. on the track and you're like well i was was expecting that (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's rad. i mean it's not for being like any any like judging girls or anything good but like wow you never expect that to come in especially in a monster truck a lot of people get afraid even i'm even myself sometimes i used to get afraid when i line up against certain ramps oh yeah Mm -hmm. uh yeah it's not a is it like intimidation because you're Mm -hmm. not used to it Mm. And some of these new girls that just get there the first day and they're already like, "Whoa, what, where do you come with all this <laughs> experience? They got someone to prove. yeah." Yeah. So, so like I said, and now like for me, even that I've been around for seven years driving. Now, I mean, I see it. Like I've, I need to really start stepping up my game. I cannot just feel comfortable. I constantly has to have to be improvising and coming up with new moves and and learning the new tricks that the new drivers are doing because in two moments I'll be left behind. That's yeah, the way right, I feel right, about right. it. Yeah. So, right. so as much as you feel like oh you're to the end, there's no new tricks that you can do, which that's the way you feel sometimes. Mm. There is a lot to do. Yeah. There is yep. a lot to do, or like perfect, be, make it the perfect run. You know, like mm. where you where you can do every single trick at every time when you want it uh that's like when you can control well it's going to land from 20 feet up in there it's going to land perfectly it's not going to rebound what like do, when you can dial around like that I, I feel like that's when you can be considered one of the best drivers in the industry yeah and i feel like that's what i have in my series this year i got ryan anderson and tyler meninga There are two of the drivers there are in that level of driving the controlling their truck at every moment, whatever they want to do.
3: Yeah, yeah, and the talent of those guys yeah. and their skill set pushes you, right?
1: Totally, totally. Wanna, I mean, you
3: want to level up with them. You want to get and even try to surpass them, right? Totally.
1: And yeah. and one of my one of my theories in life too is like, well, if you if like even well, you go snowboarding with bad snowboarders, you're not going to improve. If you go with mm-hmm. good people, you're going to become good. They push you, yeah. and and that's what happened to me here when I came here to Aliaska to start snowboarding with all my friends. So well, like they're so good. Well, I was just following them. I wasn't thinking about it. Like, well, they jump over here. I just went. I didn't care if I was going to land it. I didn't look. I just yep. send it. I with you guys. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, that's that's me normally and everything that I do. I just like I just don't think about the consequences. I just do it and then think about it later. Yeah. I
3: mean, it makes sense. Uh, in that, it seems like you kind of have to be wired a certain way to do what you're doing.
1: I to, I think so. I mean, I don't right. know.
3: I mean, just the risk and the the confidence level too. To run these pieces of machinery like you do, it doesn't surprise me. You probably don't mind jumping a dirt bike either, right? Like I don't, mind it. I don't <laughs> mind it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, that kind of leads me like to backtrack way back to maybe your childhood and and like what created this ambition or maybe this dream for you eventually to become one of the Monster Jam athletes and and what does that road look like?
1: You know, I'm going to be honest. Like the dream of becoming a Monster Jam truck driver. It probably wasn't a dream till after I became a part of the company, as, after I started working as a dirt guy, as a, as a track builder uh, for Monster Jam, because oh, okay. that's what I did before I, I became a, a, a driver. Um, so, I'm, I, I mean, it's, it's funny because, like, the way it happened, I was in Costa Rica, and my neighbor was the promoter of the motorsports there in Costa Rica, Mr. Manrique Mata uh he does a lot of events and he used to be the neighbor of my mom oh no he used to be a co-worker of my mother the toyota company back in the day before i was even born so anyway one day i showed up and he asked me he's like hey how you doing and do you speak english I'm like yeah i was it's like i remember you when you were like two years old uh he's like what do you do uh on the weekends like well my school my high school sometimes requires me to go to school on weekends He's like, well, give me my, your number. I'll call you if I got some events here and there. So I started doing help him, helping him. Uh, I was carrying like bottles of water, his radios. Uh, I mean, for almost no money, but it was the cool experience. I wanted Just to be, be involved. involved. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, so then he had Monster Jam come to the, to, to, the, to the Costa Rica. And my job was to be a translator for the Dirt Crew. Oh, uh, okay. So, so I, I, put, I was only 16 years old back then. And I started translating for the Derker, staying long hours. And my English was better than a lot of the people there in Costa Rica. So I started helping not just the Derker. I started helping uh, the other departments of Monster Jam to get whatever they need, translate to our team of Costa Rica. So that opened the door for me to uh, like kind of get involved with Monster Jam. They offered me a job, and I was like, well, I can't. I'm finishing high school. So, uh, well, the opportunity kind of left like that. Then one day I'm home and my dad's like, well, "What are you gonna do? You're gonna go to college or are you gonna start working?" Because I didn't support bombs in my house. And uh, so I'm like, "Oh well, yeah, <laughs> sounds familiar." <laughs> so I called, I called Shoot Monster Jam. Pot. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, I I called call Monster Jam, and uh, next thing I know, they flew me to uh, Minnesota. Uh, first time I've seen snow in my life. Uh, first time I've run a piece of equipment in my whole life. And my job actually was to be the supervisor for all the flooring. Uh, that we do for the field protection. Uh-huh. So, well, in a the sta- barriers and whatnot. Yeah, oh, yeah. Basically, lane we put plastic or geotech Then we put plywood, three quarter inch plywood on a stadium for a full floor. You use about thirty three hundred sheets of plywood.
4: Holy cow! In
1: minnesota's two layers, so well, double that. Uh, and that was my job. I mean, uh, they hire a bunch of laborers. I teach them how to lay it down. I supervise it was laid down correctly and then after that i started running equipment we start pushing the dirt we start building the ramps uh so i started getting involved you know jumping the forklift jumping the loader jumping whatever i remember actually the first time i'm a skid steer they have told me hey go up in that ramp and dump some dirt well i start going up the ramp i forgot to tilt the bucket forward as i was going up well the whole bucket of dirt <laughs> landed inside the cab no, they have no. to come and dig me out of the cab because i couldn't even get out how <laughs> much dirt i put inside uh, I mean, I was only 17 years old. Though. Oh, yeah. So, learning
3: the hard way. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and, all, and all the dirt guys are just there on the site laughing, oh, watching me fail, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so, I started building tracks and uh, I started developing. I guess the company seeing some skill and the way I learned running equipment, how quickly. And uh, that's basically what I did for about seven years build a couple of tracks for Supercross and mostly for Monster Jam. And uh, we went to Spain. And as soon as I finished building the track, we got back to the hotel working all night long. I put my head in the pillow and my phone rings and says, uh, Hey, Mark, our host didn't show up. Do you mind coming to the stadium and helping us out to be the host for the pit party? I'm like, well, I'd never done it, but I'll give it a shot. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I got, got back up, went back to the stadium. They put me a white shirt. And they me, part, partnered me up with this girl, Lucy, from Spain and we created a great team like back and forth back and forward, we were asking questions to the drivers translating to in spanish to the, to the team to the uh, to the people in spain and the company was impressed with like my skill in front of the camera i believe and that opened the door and you got
3: thrown right into the fire no Pretty training much. or anything
1: right? <laughs> <laughs> but i but i've been watching events yeah. for, for seven years you yep. know yep so that helped See me the process that helped me out quite a bit and then after that that's when they invited me to uh go test behind the wheel of a monster truck so i flew to north carolina uh, diggers dungeon that's where uh, the original grave grave digger dennis is, is that's his house basically so i trained for three days with cynthia which is actually she's driving my series this year and another guy, Josh Hansen, he actually has been here to Alaska a couple years ago. He came over, uh, spent some time up here with me, and uh, so we tested. Out of uh, them, Cynthia was the first one who got hired. Uh, it was three days. It was kind of some of the most uh, intense days. First of all, we I couldn't sleep the night before uh, test for the first day. I was <laughs> I was in this okay. a in the room with Josh Hansen. We were talking. He's like, "All right, we need to go to bed." And then we close your eyes, and they're like, "Dude, and what are we gonna be? We do a Willie tomorrow." Or, you know, all night long till next thing we know is like, yeah, four o'clock in the morning. Like, we got to get up in like two hours. We really, really need to go to bed. So anyway, we showed up to the track. They they have these seats. That they're not custom made for us. So it's very different uh, the, the way it used to be for testing. So so we tested it. And, well, I was pretty sore. I'm not going to lie. The day mm. I flew out of uh, North Carolina uh i had some tears going out of my eyes every time there was turbulence on the plane
3: oh you got saddle sore oh yeah oh yeah yeah.
1: but you know what it's just one of those things like i want to do this so so you just push yourself through it you don't care so we so i did it and uh i got back home and it went for a full year before i finally heard something back from australia i even thought there's like oh uh, this opportunity is never going to happen windows closed yeah Yeah. cynthia got hired uh like right away she she was on tour so I was like, I was like very disappointed about it, and then
4: how do you feel like it went for you?
1: I actually thought it went super good. I mean, I I always been pretty natural when it comes to sports, like anything yeah. that involves adrenaline. I'm pretty a natural athlete when it comes to that and uh so i was like disappointed for that reason I was like hey uh i thought i did pretty good and i didn't get my phone call so well i kind of was getting ready to give up and kind of even quit monster jam for for a little bit i was kind of one of the ideas talking to my dad about maybe going back to costa rica and they called me and said uh hey mark we want you to be part of the monster jam university the monster jam university is actually a track that i built uh it's and it, it was located in Paxton, Illinois. That's where Tom Mintz, uh, Max, driver maximum destruction, 14 times world champion, he's the professor. He teaches and trains all the new, oh, the the new training th- grounds. Yeah, that's cool. Oh, wow. So now we have two training facilities. we have one in Florida and and one in Paxton, Illinois. Uh, still mo- both of them basically are are uh, directed by Tom Mintz. Now there's a couple other drivers that will get in there. And and help out to train uh, new newer drivers to to be. But anyway, so they invited me to the Monster Jam Mar- Mar- University. Uh, they, on this one, they tell me we're going to be doing the Triple Tread Series. So when I first started, I was racing with side by sides, ATVs, and Monster Jam trucks all in the same night. There yeah. were there were uh, seven competitions. Like we started with the Monster Jam truck, then we get get out, change into the ATV gear. Go and raise, like, two hits of ATVs. Then you change in, into the fire suit and drive the side-by-side. Then you get back into the, <coughs> the Monster Jam truck. Then back into the side-by-side. And then you finish <laughs> with freestyle on your Monster Yam truck. So it was super impact. packed Super it exhausting. Yeah, really, really exhausting. <laughs> and, uh, like, that's why I'm, like, I'm glad that, that tour doesn't exist. As, as cool as it was, it, like, I'm glad it doesn't that's exist because it's a lot for your body. And then we were doing five performances in one weekend sometimes. So oh, wow. th- and those were rare but they did happen you know yeah. uh, Push you guys it, I hard. mean people people were wanting to really see see this mm-hmm. event you know and There's a
3: demand for it right
1: So so we were doing it and it, and it was amazing actually on my first year after I graduated you know we well we trained for a full summer uh and on that summer of training with Monster Jam you basically going to drive more than what the average driver would comp- do on on a full season uh, the amount of uh, the amount of hours we will spend, we'll train, we'll put two events in one day uh, at the Mustang University. Uh, so those are things that, like, by the time you graduate, you're driving at the same level of one of the most experienced drivers. Wow! wow. So. So when, when you're at the
4: university do they use anything other than like the real uh, you know monster jam chucks like do they have like little remote control things or anything that it's like hey this is how you can like practice and get more hours or no 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 Not like simulators they, or? no
1: now fi- finally now there's a simulator oh, okay uh but this happened like maybe during the years of COVID. that's when all the development of the simulator became like sure real, real. Ah, okay. when
3: when the university probably shut down for a bit yeah everything shut
1: everything Mm -hmm. shut down so they've all some people were there in the office like well let's actually get the project that we had about the simulator let's get yeah yeah Yeah. so so now they actually have a simulator that people can can play there's there's a game rigs and rods it's called uh the graphics are not the great, but the way that you control the truck is very similar to Mm. the way it is uh, so that's where a lot of the, uh, some drivers like Tyler guy I, I know he had a lot of experience from playing rigs and rods uh, so, so he knew how to control that truck that's how he started uh, evolving on the industry like making the stoppies the moonwalks all these crazy tricks that we were like how is he even coming he's a new driver well mostly it was from playing that video game uh-huh. so he he turned the, the the industry and the sport and the tricks and stuff that we can do he he changed them a lot thanks to to this video game this video game is i don't i never played it uh-huh. i downloaded it once and i seen the graphics are like from 1990 uh-huh. uh, but but i don't know if it, it does the
3: job though it, it actually trains new so, drivers yeah right?
1: So so well the Masterman University it's a great great thing to exist obviously a lot of people are like how do I sign up for it uh there's not really a real way to sign up I mean right now they're offering there's the UNOH uh University the University of Northwestern Ohio or something like that uh that helps the technicians uh to like become technicians get involved with the industry and one way or another eventually get into becoming drivers uh some others just being at the right place at the right time but if you get selected I mean it's a privilege uh, you're selected for a reason. Uh, if you if you get invited to be to the Moscow University, they be, they already study left and right, and they have a good specific reason why they want you there. Mm. Yeah. So so when you get in there, in
3: referrals, I imagine. From the peers and
1: sometimes people have in re- the industry referrals, too, right? videos. I mean, they're looking for a certain specific uh, way they want they want you to look, whatever whatever reason it is. I mean, they have their 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 ways of marketing
2: criteria. And
1: yeah. and then once once you graduate, I mean, like I said, you become driving at the same level, one of the most experienced drivers. And then, uh, well, my first year, uh, I didn't make it till past February on uh, my season because uh, I had an accident. was Bro-
3: January to July.
1: Uh, well, yeah. Right. Now has extend. When I okay. first start, when I first started, the first quarter uh, that was the season. Basically, we ended like mid March, almost April. Okay, that was it. Uh-huh. And now the way it has grown so much. Now we go all the way till July, and then you say, okay, it's over. No, it's not over because then the international season starts. Okay. Uh, and That's now, it now it has grown so much that for this year, the international season is going to be uh, during the same months that we we're racing here in the U.S. So now they're creating a whole new tour. They're going to start to tour international uh-huh. at the same time as we were touring here in the U S and so
4: they're just like barging the trucks and everything.
1: Well, yeah. They have to send, like, for example, if we do Australia, which that's a very common market that we go to, uh-huh. uh, the trucks have to be shipped uh, months prior, you know, wow. so, so you gotta sacrifice. That's usually after the first quarter, uh, the events start slowing down in the U S so we'll, they grab some of the trucks out of here and send them over to Australia and some others to europe uh so they will they will have drivers okay we'll fly to australia then from in there we fly you to europe and the other trucks are there and and they create a whole tour now this the international tour is growing so much that we need, just need to have a, a set of vehicles they're going to stay on, stay
3: in those in, countries yeah. yeah yeah like i have the international schedule i don't know how accurate this is we have sweden africa uh Arab Emirates, uh uh Germany, um, Netherlands. Mm-hmm. I mean it's all over the place.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean it's it's it, that, it's, it's, that it's, big. It's been crazy. I mean, I had the opportunity to go to Mongolia, I've been to Abu Dhabi, uh we went wow. to Singapore, New Zealand, uh like I said, Australia, Argentina, Chile, Brazil. Um, amazing so i mean to see the
3: world doing pretty this. much yeah. pretty yeah, much i mean there so was cool.
1: there was one year that i mean pretty much i visited every continent uh with monsterdam that was like crazy we were flying like literally from australia back to germany from germany back to china uh so so it, it's amazing the logistics that they're involved in Monster monsterdam to be able to produce this but it's doable we've been doing it and this year like it's grown so much that's why we're going to launch a whole new tour That's going to be doing all these international dates. You're saying Mm -hmm. I think some of those dates happen even the same week the the world finals happen. Okay, so so that's why like we a lot of us drivers were like, hey, uh, I want to do this. I want to do South Africa again. I South Africa was so fun when we went that I want to go back, and I'm gonna sadly I'm gonna miss that one. Uh, because that's like almost in the same same weeks as the world finals, so it's like well, I mean, the world finals, I definitely have to be here. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But I mean, there's some countries that we've been able to go. These like they're so cool. Uh, this is a great opportunity that Monster gives me that. Uh, but back to like on my first season after graduating, uh, I only make it till February because I had an in- injury uh, with my with ATV which that's the main thing that oh. I didn't want to be racing. I broke a clavicle and, and, and four ribs. So that put me out for four months, uh, and then I came back the next season uh, pretty pretty hard. I uh, made it to the World Finals the next year, and, uh, well, not completely into the game, but it made it to the qualifying, made it to the semifinals, and then lost it against Tristan, uh, which he's the one who won it. He's the one who covered me when I broke my clavicle, so I feel proud about it. It's like, well, at least he was the guy who came yeah. over and, and took my spot.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, so, so, yeah, no, it's been, it's been a wild journey for sure. Uh, then I had to learn. Uh, I mean, I'm very competitive, so I had to learn how to, like, know what placement am I and what event. I mean, sometimes it doesn't matter how hard I try. If, I, if, I'm, if we are in North Carolina, you know that people is grave digger land.
3: Okay, oh, so wow. that's his. Yeah, that's yeah, his. Yeah. So it
1: doesn't matter how good it's I, territory. Yeah, it doesn't matter <laughs> how good of a run I put, unless I pull out something completely crazy that's like impossible to do. It's almost impossible to win and He's and score. he got scores. the home
3: field advantage. Yes.
1: So mm. so that's when you have to learn to like really where you at when when you at when is good good time to really is it worth it to break your truck this this weekend uh, do something mm. like completely crazy uh, are you gonna win. Because, yeah. I mean, if you win, you're not going to get in trouble, you know? Yeah. But if you're going to go to go and break your truck and not win, it's like, well, maybe you got to reconsider. Your mechanic's going to get pretty mad at you.
0: Uh, <laughs> uh, let's take a quick break, and we'll come back with uh, more monster trucks.
3: That's it.
4: Barney Sports Chalet supplying hunters with the best hand-selected gear since 1963. Barney specializes in supplying hunters with the absolute best Alaskan-proven gear on the market for some of nature's most rugged and demanding terrain. Whether you're headed to the remote volcanic islands of the Alaska Peninsula in search of a brown bear, or the shale-infested glacial valleys of the Brooks Range for dull sheep, it is critical you choose the right gear for your dream hunt. Don't miss Barney's exclusive brand, Frontier Gear of Alaska, tested from the high mountains of Tajikistan to the extreme conditions of alaska these products were designed for high performance and durability frontier gear was derived from decades of experience hunting big game in alaska paired with other top brands it provides you the absolute best gear selection anywhere in the world stop in at barney sports delay in anchorage on northern lights or check out their custom website and reference tool at barneysports.com
3: the alaska chapter of backcountry hunters and anglers BHA is the voice of our Alaska public lands, waters, and wildlife. From national-level policy work to engagement with boots-on-the-ground projects from Kotzebue to Ketchikan, BHA performs public land cleanups, hunting and fishing clinics, and community education to help take your game to the next level. BHA's community-minded goal is to uphold our hunting and fishing legacy while keeping wild lands wild and fostering the next generation of sportsmen and women for years to come. Make sure to follow BHA Alaska for upcoming events, local brewery, pint nights, and more. Stand up for Alaska public lands and waters by supporting the Alaska chapter of Backcountry Hunters and Anglers. Join us today at backcountryhunters.org. The Treehouse
0: AK, your one-stop dispensary located at 341 Boniface Parkway. Be sure to ask the bud tender about their deal of the day, because honestly, there's always something good on deck. And guys, listen this is where the culture lives at the treehouse their dedication to servicing consumers has been developed through a lifetime of involvement in the cannabis culture they're committed to providing the highest quality products at whatever value your budget affords while always maintaining the deep-rooted principles that have carried them this far their focus is on relationships over transactions and you can always depend on them to treat you with the respect you deserve hit them up at the and remember you must be 21 years of age to enter their store
3: Total Truck and Alaska Overlander, Alaska's premier supplier for custom automotive accessories and overlanding products, providing all-inclusive rental vehicles and trailers custom outfitted to explore the Alaskan backcountry with a unique and convenient traveling experience. At Total Truck, you can find brands such as ARE, RSI Smart Caps, Goose Gear, iCamper, Frontrunner, Rigid Lights, Rhino Linings Bedliners, and everything you need to outfit your truck or SUV. Alaska Overlander provides 4x4 vehicles and expedition trailers custom modified for Alaskan adventures and outfitted with rooftop tents, fridges, and all the camping and cooking gear you need to start exploring. Visit them at alaskaoverlander.com. Before it was like a limited amount, you were only able to press so much.
4: He was, uh, yeah, he was kind of like, Okay, I want to be a farmer and I'm gonna, um, farm (laughs) rhubarb. And, uh, he had like, I don't know, a couple hundred pounds. And then we're like, More, more, more. And now (laughs) we we buy all of it, yeah. uh, 20, 2300 pounds, I think, is what we pressed
0: today. Whoa, that's a lot. Yeah. Uh, for people that want to follow you on Instagram, it's marklist539. Uh, why 539?
1: My birthday, been in Spanish.
0: Ah, five three nine. Okay, okay, okay. March fifth, nineteen
1: ninety. Okay, <laughs> nice,
0: dude. Okay. okay, got it, got it. You have to probably explain that a lot
1: to people, huh? Uh yeah. So no, some people get it. Hispanic people get it. Yeah, because I mean, the way we just we say the date. Yeah, but, but yeah, no, some people are like what five three nine race number. <laughs> yeah, you know, a lot of people don't even question because everybody thinks that's just my my race number, but uh, but no, it's just it's actually my birthday.
4: Got it. Got it. Is that your race number
1: two? I'll use it. Yeah, yeah. that's what I had in my dirt bike.
4: Oh, all right.
3: oh perfect.
1: Cool. Which I sold last year. Not not too happy about it, but, well, it wasn't being used. It was just sitting here in the hangar. It's like, nope. Is it 250?
3: 300, two-stroke. Oh, f- a 300, two-stroke? Yeah. Is that a bored-out 250?
1: Uh, what is that? No, that's the KTM 300. That's, oh,
3: uh, okay. So I'm, I'm not, like, sort of familiar with it. So it's, like, 125, 250. And I thought after 250 to get a bigger, I thought you had to go to four strokes.
1: Well, now, now KTM has come out with all these new technology and they're like going like they come, they have the 300. They actually had a 350 uh, two stroke for a while, Holy smokes. Uh, but they back it out to the 300 and now they just came out with a 350 four stroke. Ah. with the weight of the two stroke ah. the oh, same the same control it has it has some traction control which i don't understand much the traction control on a motor on a dirt bike mm. but it has traction I feel like that control. would like no. really limit you i oh, really? feel that too it has some mapping that you can do uh it's it's pretty amazing this new ktms that are coming the weight and the power is like you can do whatever you want with this dirt bike oh. so you throw them into your knees and They're it's really getting technical now yes. huh Yes, and the power in that three hundred two stroke is top of the line. Like, I'm, I'm really? so happy, yeah. So, so, yeah, no, but too much money to be sitting in the, on an anger without being used, so somebody... Just getting dust on somebody it. Somebody here in Alaska is definitely having fun with it. They're enjoying yeah, that. I nice. hope so.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they are. Um, I, I was curious on how they assign, like, what truck you drive.
1: Well, so for me, well, uh, the company has their, their way of looking or who's going to drive what, but, like, for me... When I when I got the opportunity to get into Monster Jam, they asked me if I wanted to drive the truck El Diablo. Uh, it was a devil looking truck, uh, Hispanic. It was a very cool looking truck, actually. Um, but then I I thought for two several reasons. One, well, I'm Catholic, and then mm-hmm. and and the Hispanic culture. I mean, I was thinking like a kid. I want to say, Mom, I won the toy of El Diablo. If it is, like, Latinos, for the most part the moms, like, no, yeah, I'm not going to yeah, let you yeah. ha- have something that represents the devil. Yeah. So I kind of used that in my advantage, and I told the companies, like, hey, in reality, I don't feel comfortable uh, uh, driving something that represents the devil, and they respect it. So then we got to Mexico City in 2016, 2015, I think. That's my first year that I drove. And I got to, to Mexico, and there's Lupus Sosa, original driver of El Toro Loco. And he's like, hey, Mark, what are you driving this week? I'm like, El Toro Loco. And he's like, what? What am I driving? I'm like, I don't know. El Diablo, I think. It's like, well, I brought only El Toro Loco fire student staff. So he called back to the office and he's like, no, you're going to be driving. We stopped. And uh, since then, I became the El Toro Loco driver. And then Lupe went to El Diablo for about a year. And then El Diablo is no longer around. So we haven't seen that body. I mean, the other day I got questioned question, actually, last week in San Diego. Somebody asked me about the, the the El Diablo body. It was a very cool body, but it cost very expensive because it was all 3D. Oh, oh so, yeah. yeah, so much
3: material to make it.
1: Yeah, and oh. sadly, that's the way all the new bodies are going. I mean, they're going into these 3D, uh, which costs a lot of money to produce, but yeah. the trucks look amazing. and Versus
3: just flat panels yes. that look kind of
1: i mean generic yeah i mean back in the day they were all square bodies you yeah. know and now was like all well, 3d rounded and yeah. horns and yeah. flames and
4: what's a good example of uh like kind of like the craziest 3d truck now? well there's
1: the bakugan dragonoid uh that's uh that's one I of the sponsors look, look what's it, it called bakugan bakugan Dragonoid. Dragonoid. Oh, what's that mean? It's it's uh it's from Spin Master, which is the toy producer. Oh, okay. Uh, so that's like his own uh identity. I again? Don't, uh, how do you,
3: how do you spell that? B A K. B A K.
1: Oh there it is right there. Boom. That rhino looking
4: Oh man holy shit dude <laughs> oh okay oh there's a lot going on there crazy ah crap so <laughs> it looks like a toy maker made it
1: <laughs> yeah yeah no no for sure and the, and and that's the way the company the company's going to all these uh, crazy crazy bodies like that yeah
4: and this body will be ruined in one
1: so we they yeah, they have I'm camden well murphy over. which he is uh, an escrow driver also uh He's the one drives it, and he does a very good job of trying not to tear it up. Okay. But you know what? In monster trucks, as much as you try not to, it's going to happen. And if they tell you don't roll, it's like telling you go and roll. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. yeah. So, so the company learned after so many years to tell you to 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 not even say anything, because like the moment you take care of this body, this body needs to last for uh, two weeks. And then you go out there, and you definitely want to like, like smash <laughs> it. <laughs> try me, try me. It, it's not. It's just like <laughs> yeah. a curse that you have. Yeah. tell me to do yeah. it, take care don't of it. Tell
3: me to make it, keep it nice. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, so no. I mean, I, I've been guilty of that a lot of times. They tell me like, don't roll, and I rolled three times that weekend. Yeah.
3: Did Did Gravedigger kind of start that three D um, body kind of style? I I asked that because the Gravedigger. Has that cool, like old 55 Chevy suburban kind of like ch- body look, I and mean, then in the versus the other vehicles were trucks,
1: right? With so, like
3: beds and cabs, and the, this was a full body. So, I don't know
1: if it's going to come from Gravedigger, the 3D part, because I mean, he used an old, an old school uh body yeah, style. I
3: just mean, as it as it um evolved over the years, it seemed to me the more like
1: eclectic. You know, actually, body. actually, Toro Loco was one of the first ones to have the three, like a 3D oh, okay. body uh, yeah. with the horns, With the curved lips, yeah. and horns, yeah. and,
3: sn- and nostrils, and things. Yeah, it, oh, okay, it, it, well, he okay, was fair bu- enough.
1: bulldozer back in the day. I mean, he was one of the oh, first ones. Oh, yeah, bulldozer, right. that's yeah. another
3: one. Yeah, okay, oh, okay.
1: yeah, because he was more like a pale looking color, and then, yeah. he, and then he went to like a kind of red brownish uh, uh, looking truck and now it's this bright orange. Well we had the yellow version also and then we had a black version and now it's this bright orange which I like the orange color better. Oh it
0: looks beautiful.
1: I mean the black body is I wish they would bring it back uh, because I mean it just looks nice but uh, it's it's traditional. I mean, for some reason, I have an orange truck too here in Alaska. I like yeah. the orange. <laughs> 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 yeah, you got a Yoda, right? Yeah, oh, oh, yeah. going yeah. oh, for yeah. sale because somebody wants it. Oh yeah. So Hit bulldozer
3: and o- and El Toro are very similar.
1: They're almost the same kind of body. Basically, that's the, is is the same body, just changing colors and name. Uh-huh. Uh that The horns bu- are a little different. The bulldozer was the first the first one who came out. Uh white 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 uh, horns. You know. Yep. Yep. Oh, that one looked like it has knobbies so that one probably roll over oh the uh, busted oh, them yeah. off. <laughs> yeah so that was the cool thing so the the, the horns used okay. to be fiber fiberglass before so when you roll over they used to break so that they used to cut him and just put the little knobbies like ah, that that's uh, cool. so we i like him a lot but uh now we are using kind of a uh a, a blend of plastic and fiberglass okay uh so they're a little more durable uh when they're when it's too cold they don't last when it's hot, they just kind of fold, so you can grab a torch, heat them oh, up nice. again, and you can get them back into the shape. So, so now, I mean, I used to go through so many horns in one in one season of competition, over 80, 80, 80 set of horns. Oh, mm-hmm. really? Yeah. So that's that's a lot.
4: You got some hanging on your
1: wall. Well, I also learned how not to roll over that much. <laughs> <laughs> Fortunately, just don't talk about it, and I won't roll. <laughs>
0: So, so when you go to a competition, do they like allot you, you know, this many hoods and this many horns, and like, well, how does that work?
1: Well, I mean, they, they, there's kind of like a a budget. They pretend, they they kind of have an idea. Like, well, we want to have two events this weekend. Thankfully, in two events, I I should be able to make one body last two events. Okay. Um. So, so like, when we go international, that's when it changes a little bit because you're going to be on the road for what, let's say, a month because you're going to go three different cities. So you're probably only going to send <coughs> two bodies. So if you go on the first weekend and you destroy your body, it's like, well, you have two more weekends to go, and you only have one body left that we are already putting it on. Because, you, I mean, we're going to do a pit party, we don't want to have a body that looks yeah. destroyed and stuff. We want yeah, like trucks to look... One, like oh, this one right here. okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty <laughs> but much. Black, pretty level much. Level yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but
0: is that in the back of your mind? Like, oh, I don't want to ruin the body,
1: or... I mean my, my goal in reality is to go and be able to pull all the coolest tricks without touching the body. If I can if I can Keep finish if I can drive that truck off the track with yeah. not a, without a single broken part, without a single broken piece of body, and I pull one of the coolest performances I could ever do. That's like a day. The win-win. Yeah, it's a win-win. That's yeah. that's what I look forward. Unfortunately, it doesn't happen. I mean, people like we we talk in between drivers. Like, I mean, you out there for a freestyle, and you try to plan it out. Like, yeah, I'm gonna jump here. I'm gonna jump there. I'm gonna come over here. Gonna say hi to the people over here. But then by the fourth, fifth jump, well, you're going to jump and you're going to land here, and the truck just decides to go the other way. So you just have to improvise. And then at that moment, it just becomes a mess, you know, because like you cannot have a routine of planning it. Uh, I mean, I I watch a lot of my videos. Yeah, most of my videos, you see, I start kind of the same jump. I come around, I get through the same, the same, uh, the first four hits on the same jumps. But then after that, it just comes completely improvised. Like I cannot plan it. I cannot. Just start winging it. Yep. Yeah, I mean, we say it's like controlling an elephant. You can pull pull the reins and try to tell him where to go, but if he wants to go to the other side, he's going to go that way. Just it, yeah, yeah.
3: go for it. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. Do, do you guys still do, like, you'll do your run and then jump out and wave? Totally. And, then, like, get back in the truck and then rip again? Isn't that, isn't there, like, um, my like an encore
4: kind of thing yeah
3: like if I remember when I was a kid watching because I watched Monster watch Jam in a while but now I'm going to watch it <laughs> Um I remember like the driver would I felt like it was like halfway through the performance he would like get out and then he would jump back in the truck and rip around some more is that right i don't, don't have that twisted up
1: i don't i don't think i mean i don't think that will do because it takes a little bit of time to put all your, 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 your seat belts back on you and and you want to be strapped pretty good okay i mean maybe back in the day they were crazy and they were just like used just regular uh, regular i seat think belts. that's yeah, what it yeah. was they
3: got out of there so much easier it seemed like
1: so like what we do we'll, this is the 90s we're talking about right, right? <laughs> all right <This> is back <laughs> in the day day i was just being born <laughs> no help <here>. no helmets <laughs> yeah no helmet yeah. <laughs> it's funny i have i have a video somewhere safe in my in my social media there there's this monster truck it jumps and you can see the body of the person literally goes from the left side all the way to the right side back to the left from one little jump and that's because they used to go to the to the junkyard and find the most comfortable seat they could find the junkyard and put it into the monster truck, and that's what they were driving. Yeah. Uh, then they will put like a little neck pillow to try to keep their neck from moving. Yeah. If they didn't have a neck pillow, they would wrap a towel around their their wow. neck and just go and drive to keep a, their head their their head stable. Straight. Yeah. So I mean, the, the technology has evolved so much in the monster truck industry uh, to the point that we actually became like guinea pigs on safety for for Formula 1 for NASCAR they look into what we do. I mean, we're basically submitting our bodies into a 2 minute car accident. I mean, yep. most yeah. of the people don't even last a 2 second of the car accident, you know? Mm. So,
3: let alone like thinking things through and
1: I mean, I mean you for, okay, think about it. You're driving here with all the snow, you slide for maybe a second, by the time you hit, your impact is about 0.2 seconds and your most of the people don't even make it. They have broken backs or something like that. We yep. are jumping as monster Am trucks. They're heavy. We're back doing backflips, and all the technology that we have, we run a seven-point seatbelt harness, which mm. that wasn't used till not long ago.
4: What is a seven-point?
1: So, well, the nor- the normal the normal seatbelts you see in most of like NASCAR and stuff is it's a, a five-point. Uh-huh. So you got your shoulders, you got your lap belt, you got your crotch belt. The seven-point uh-huh. is two straps that come basically from below your ass cheeks uh, into your crotch. Gets over your sh- your lap belts and latch latch into your uh uh your shoulder belts uh-huh. all together. That's creating your your legs to be strapped in. So when you go into a forward impact, uh-huh. you will not slide out of the ah, out of the seat. Yeah, because oh. the mo- if, you, if your pelvis bone gets out of the seat your neck your shoulders will drop on this on this on the seat Uh and then at that moment your neck becomes loose Uh your your neck device will not work because you're lower so then at that point you're loose that's how you break your neck Uh so by keeping your 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 hip bones your your pelvis bone in the seat in the same position you can secure your neck and then you're never going to move right you're always in the right position so that's why we implemented that seven-point seat behind yeah, us, yeah. and it's becoming extremely efficient. Wow! So yeah, it's it's weird, it's c- uncomfortable. It's like you have two extra bells that are like mm-hmm. in your way, but it makes a big difference. If I don't have them, I feel like I feel very like insecure yeah. when I'm when I don't have them. They're not too tight. Like if I'm strapped in, I'm completely ready to go. I can grab them, and I feel them loose. Mm-hmm. They're not really squeezing me uh-huh. like you think. Like so, why why are they are they there for? uh but when you get into an impact that goes forward that's when it really uh, okay. holds you there mm-hmm. so, you, so you never come out yeah. but your head can move freely and uh, no i have a hans device uh-huh. uh, i mean well lo- that's used very common most of the motorsports what's uh, it called hans uh it's a carbon fiber piece that goes on your neck uh it connects into your helmet and then you put your your uh, seat belts on top of the hands oh, device okay so when you pull your shoulder belts down it pulls your enhanced device back and doesn't allow your neck to move forward oh, okay back left or right yeah. uh, then on top of that we have the restraints on the seat already so well i mean we have some padding and stuff it's basically i have to squeeze my helmet in there so it doesn't move like oh. inside at all and if you and if you have a little bit of movement what's going to cause is a headache because a little move, movement will be just like left and right, yeah, left and right yeah. a little bit. So if that happens, you grab a little bit of foam and you put it on the sides to prevent that from oh, okay. head moving. And then the seat is custom uh, built for me. Uh-huh. Uh, they measure my body. They send it to, to Simpson. Uh, they build our seats. They send the, the ISP seats, actually. That's what we're using. Then we send, we got it back at the office and we grab the all the foam. We'll take it out and we do a seat pour. We pour this gel. I get in it.
4: Oh wow! And like this mold.
1: And, and it, the, yeah, this gel will grow. So when I get into my seat, I can feel all my vertebrates on that seat port. Wow! So like I have to get back into that same position every time. So that's what I was telling actually this week, and we were talking about it. I have a brand new seat. Uh-huh. Every time I get on it, I have to really make sure that then. I am in that same position where I was when in I bought it. In line yeah. in that
3: seat. Mm, yeah. Wow. yeah,
1: so till I find it, sometimes I have to strap one time, let everything loose, move a little bit, and strap again right. till I find that position, then that's when I'm comfortable driving. Uh, okay. So the way I describe the seat of a Moss Jam truck is the funnest truck you can ever be in but it's the most uncomfortable seat you will ever sit on uh. <laughs> like so so like this the first weekend like i mean it's the first weekend out so a lot of people are new uh things get delayed we're we're practicing and uh i mean i normally don't strap in a whole event no more than five minutes in the whole in the seat and that's a two two hour event uh obviously there's all the drivers i'll get in there and i'm loose the moment I'm going to go and run, that's when I strap in. I strap super tight to the point where I'll get bruises from the seat belt, uh-huh. from mm-hmm. how tight I am. Yep. Uh, but then you want to release. So if something gets delayed, if uh, if a person, if I'm supposed to go uh, after you, for example, and you roll over, I want to be there because I was already strapped, ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. You'll, go, you'll
3: have to be stuck in that chair.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. If 15 you're, minutes, 10 it,
3: minutes, whenever the cleanup or...
1: I mean recovery is yeah so that so yeah two I mean for the most part it's like two and a half minutes what mm-hmm. takes the rollover or the, the recovery okay uh but it, sometimes you can go to five minutes and yeah if I stay there for five minutes by the time it's time to do my run I'm like I can't like get me out of here yeah Let me yeah, out. yeah it's 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 pretty aggravating sometimes yeah. so that happened actually like the first weekend of this of the season a couple of times I mean we were learning trying to get something going right and I, I actually had to get out oh you did yeah i did i told my i told my crew chiefs like i'm getting out i'm not finishing the practice because like i can yeah my legs are numb yeah i mean (laughs) we've been here for a good two hours Uh uh-huh so uncomfortable yeah yeah it's
3: all about safety oh totally
1: if you if it wasn't safe if it wasn't safe i wouldn't do it uh i mean people ask me don't you get afraid and i mean you see like the last couple videos where i was jumping super high like the first couple times i did it i I was. I don't know.
3: 20, 30 at, foot in the at least,
1: at least 20 feet, for sure. <laughs> that one jump where the body's torn up, you got really airborne yeah. right there. Yeah, that, that one was. I mean, a four-story so house. So you did could that hurt over. when he landed? Uh, that one didn't hurt when it landed. I did uh, bottom out my seat. Oh, uh, you did? Yeah. Oh, you felt Is that. Is it on a spring? Uh, no. Oh, no, you don't want to move. Oh, so, okay. okay. So, But there's like aluminum plate underneath that I think I push it down because after that, that seat wasn't comfortable for me. Mm. Like, like i felt like but you like
3: str- change the structural integrity of the seat
1: yeah so that's what with we that
3: inertia just
1: yeah squishing down it, yeah it could totally mm. I, mean, uh. I mean they try to uh, argue with me it's like there's no way with that jump that you could have modified your seat it's i'm
3: like, sitting in the scene man
1: uh, yeah <laughs> i am the one It doesn't feel the same way um i mean it requires a lot of force in order to do that it, but the suit is yeah. the seat is aluminum so that's why another reason why we don't let other people get in our seats. People are like, can I get in your truck? Can I sit on? We normally don't allow the fans to like, hey, I get up in our truck because they can change the shape of your seat. Got they, you got Can't your rib support, that. you got your neck support, you got everything. So even our crew, our crew guys, like our crew chief, then the technicians when they get in there, like sometimes your concerns, like, well, I don't really want my te- the technician to be on my seat because uh, it's going to stretch it, it's going to modify it. Yeah,
0: yeah. What are some of the other details of the truck as far as, like, engine, uh, tire size, suspension? I mean, for all the uh, gear heads out there that are curious about that.
1: Well, I mean, the engine is a 545 big block Chevy engine, basically. Uh, It's built in-house. This engine produces 1,500 horses, runs with a blower uh and methanol so we that's why we produce so much uh horsepower out of a methanol i mean 99 percent alcohol uh that's our fuel uh so this this makes the the monster jam truck to be like extremely volatile you know by having the, the the methanol that's that's something that i mean i'm i'm so impressed how it is it burns so hot that you will get if the truck causing fire you can get near it you don't see a flame you can just feel the heat. Oh, that, wow. So, so, so that's a, a cool fact. I mean, these trucks are weighing about 12,000 pounds. Uh, they're about 12 feet tall. Uh, so, th- I mean, they're, they're, they're pretty big and heavy. And, uh, I mean, it, the suspension, we have basically two sets of suspension per tire. Uh, so it's basically two, four, six, eight, eight shocks in the truck. That's what we have. And everything is built for safety in that truck safety for the fans safety for the driver if you see like on our brake rotors uh now before they used to be just like <coughs> wide open now you can see them glowing red a lot of the times but now we have a whole metal caging going around uh, uh going around the, the the rotor so in case it get super hot and melt the the metal decides to melt uh-huh. it's not going to go flying right um, mm. you know the our tires before they used to you always see them when they will break a tire and the tire just goes bouncing across the floor those still happen, but now we have uh, some tethers, tethering system throughout everything. The blower, the blower has like three tethers. In case it decides to blow up, it's not going to go up into the stands. Everything is built and designed for the safety of the fans on, on our event. Sometimes sometimes people ask, why don't you guys do this? Why are there so many seats blocking the bottom? Mm. Uh, yeah oh i see yep.
4: yeah oh, okay protect right. people yeah. yeah absolutely yeah
1: yeah so is there
4: a fire suppression system
1: <laughs> so yeah i have a building fire extinguisher in in my truck that in case of there's an emergency i pull the pin uh-huh. and they'll start blowing uh the fire extinguisher all over plus i mean all the technicians and uh the this uh safety technicians that they're there yeah they, those are uh, the, the the people who will come to the uh they They're turn the power on the truck they check on me yeah uh, if everything is good uh they will turn it into the dirt crew so they can flip the truck back onto the wheels yeah and it's like a teamwork yeah uh, but, but yeah those are the people if i roll over they will come over and check on the cage make sure there's no cracks in the cage if there's yeah. a crack is fixable can i return with a crack cage uh for the most part if it is cracked you don't, wanna, yeah, you no, don't get no, to no. unless it's fixed it depends where it's at you know right so it, it's it's a lot of logistics and sometimes i mean especially now that we're in a point series competition we want to like push our limits uh like we don't care like hey yeah. let me go let me go i'm trying to win uh, compete for the points right and it's hard because i mean like i said we're all so competitive but we got to understand that safety is more important. That's right. Uh, so that's why there's like what we say, the party poopers out there, you know, they come like, no, you can't do this. You can't do that. And we have to accept it. I mean, yeah, I understand yeah. it's hard. I mean, Tyler and Tyler was fighting the other day a little bit about it for the same reason. It's like, well, it's hard to, for, to accept it for us because we're good. We know what we're capable to do. And, and when they come tell us now, it's like, okay, yeah
3: you just kind of got to deal with it
1: yeah to accept it yeah it's, it's always just
3: uh safety first and move on yeah
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. like i said it's, i mean it's an event for all the family we don't want the family to come to one of our events and see something bad happen yeah yeah. No. yeah
3: see some yeah. carnage or something get really hurt <laughs> yeah no yeah no.
1: fortunately that has a good record in the in the company we're i mean we're still smiling after every event everybody yeah. goes home happy and you that's know, the way we want to keep it. We want to yeah. keep this. I mean, it's amazing. The industry is growing. Like I said, it's growing. The mark, the markets of places that, that we want to go to in the future, it's it's just going to be. It's, it's becoming way. It's becoming yeah. way better. We want to go to a lot of a lot of new new markets that we tra- the company's trying to launch, uh, like a pay per view with the with the VRs. So ah, that, that, wow. that's going to be so amazing to watch, like to be for the people to be able to be watching, like at the world finals. I want to watch Mark drive the truck, yeah,
0: oh, in see. the, the oh, driver's yeah. view. Yeah, that's, that's
1: that's the goal. That's the goal. I don't know how far it's coming oh, from, yeah. it'll but get, it's it'll coming, be, it'll get there, man. It, it, yeah, it's got to it. yeah, 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 I know. So, I mean, it's there's so many new things coming up for the way that people can get involved, and and with the market of like new countries, new places that we can go. Like, I'm excited, I'm excited to see where this is going to be 10 years from now i all i know is it's going to be way better than what it is uh also keeps
3: getting better it seems like
1: also more competition a lot of the independence uh there's a lot of independent drivers and now they're competing at the same level as the company trucks Right. So that's very interesting to watch, you know, to see. So that's making the company trucks even drive even harder. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I, I give this company like another five years, ten years when we're gonna see a lot of radical changes into the sport.
0: Yeah. So but, when you say um, independent companies, um, as we were talking before, like when I went to the to the show, I want to say maybe one of the most famous original um trucks when we were little was bigfoot right yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and I, I noticed that that he wasn't at the event um so what is that's because he's an in, independent and he's outside of the monster jam
1: brand correct that that's what what's happening um uh bigfoot is has his own tour actually he's touring i think with hot wheels um so they, he have he has his own tour uh he's not racing with us i don't know what reason i heard some rumors that there was some conflict back in the day, mm. um, whatever it was. He's just not with us. I mean, I, I, when I first started knowing about monster trucks, when I was in Costa Rica, I knew about Bigfoot. Yeah. yeah, that's what I knew about in Costa Rica and a lot of, a lot of the Latin countries. People call monster trucks Bigfoots. Ah, okay. They don't call they don't call them monster trucks. They call them Bigfoot. Really related yeah, yeah, to yeah. that, all the monster trucks are Bigfoots. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. so well, it's so iconic <laughs> to Coke?
3: the. <laughs> the image of a monster truck right big blue ford right yeah it's like what you remember it's what you know
1: totally totally so so no it's it's funny because like i mean i do remember watching when i was in costa rica watching monster jam on tv at the beginning i remember watching grave digger always with the red headlights i mean he's been around what 45 years now yeah Yeah. that's Um, a really
3: iconic uh you know truck
1: right and he he's the one who started Always like with, with on the ragged edge, every single time that he went out and he struck, like he went out there pushing the limit, tearing that body up every <laughs> single time. And then we got Tom Mintz that he came back, uh, he had his own truck as well. He Tom Mintz was known for pushing the limit when he roll over when he break his truck he didn't care he continued driving with three wheels yeah <laughs> uh, you know that was tom in style and what was yeah. his truck a maximum destruction oh. actually it was goldberg back in the day okay um, look
3: up maximum destruction real quick yeah i'm trying to remember what that one looks like
1: actually they're coming this year he's running a whole new body because oh. this is his anniversary all right i'm um, 25 or 30 year anniversary
4: maximum destruction. destruction yeah so when the, can the independent drivers come and compete in the world championship stuff yes yes okay. they
0: can yes. oh that's a separate like or uh, they allow them to come no, in can. is that still a monster jam event
1: the world finals is a monster jam event
0: okay but they'll allow independents to come in
1: yes they, i mean oh. they, they have to compete in the series
0: okay gotcha uh, I okay mean,
1: it's not like uh Hey, uh, Bigfoot, you're going to come and race with us. No, you have to compete in the series, the point series competition. To qualify. To right. qualify to the world finals. Got it. Uh, the world finals now, I mean, we used to do it always in Las Vegas. Uh, then it went to Orlando for two, three years. And now we're going to start moving, I think, every year. This year is going to be in Nashville on July 1st, uh, right before 4th July weekend. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, Nashville is going to be fun. We're all a little concerned. Because uh, Nashville, I mean, you can stay up to a little too late yeah. before a race, so we got to yeah. stay focused on <laughs> racing. Yeah,
3: what a cool spot. And yeah. hot that time of year,
1: too. That's what we were saying. It's going to be Ooh. super hot for us drivers in those fire yeah. suits in there. It's going to be a little miserable, so yeah. get some uh, cooling towels, whatever we right. can. <laughs> uh, there's a cooling system that we was tried before. It's a fi- like a cooling suit. Oh. Uh, so you had, like, a cooler uh, that you plugged in and you had, like, water in yeah. there, and then it pumps water to your suit. Uh, Like on these tubes, a lot of the drivers who use it say that every time they turn it on, it felt like you were pissing your pants. Ah, Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Weird
3: (laughs) sensation. Yeah, (laughs) so they used it
1: for the first time when we went to Abu Dhabi quite a few years ago. That's when they used it. Um,
3: Wow, what a cool trip that must have been.
1: uh, That was interesting. I mean, I wish I could go back again when I was probably a little too young and I didn't enjoy the opportunity as much as I should. I was hmm. a little nervous, too, you know, being in the Middle East for the first time. When you go there, they're like, oh, you can't do this, you can't do that, you know, all these rules and regulations. And then you get there and you realize, like, it's just another country. Yeah, uh, it's
3: pretty safe. Yeah, You're I being, mean,
1: you yeah. re- have to respect certain certain things, certain uh, culture uh, cultural uh, rules that there are. But besides that, you can do your regular life. Yeah. Uh, so, so, And I, they
3: love you when you come over. Totally,
1: totally. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I definitely want to go back. And it's back on the schedule that uh, hopefully I can go back again at mm-hmm. some point. Yeah. Um, but, no, the World Finals is cool. I mean, we're trying to – actually, we just announced there's going to be an all-star challenge coming up again. Uh, no, it's not an all-star challenge. It's super superstar challenge. That's what it's going to be called. Uh, so this, I think it's going to be in, in Anaheim uh, for for next year or this November coming up. Is uh, that
3: kind of like an all-star event?
1: That's kind of what it is. We've okay. done, we done it before. We can't not name it all-star anymore. Oh, so, okay. So yeah. it's a super, super, superstar challenge. <clears throat> okay. Um, Same
3: concept as far as getting the best of the best together yeah. to do freestyles. Yeah, it's my so, trick competition. So, so it's going to be like mm-hmm. there's going to
1: be a leader. Uh, he picks teammates for the oh, other sweet. competitions. Yeah. Uh, so it's going to be pretty interesting. Hopefully, hopefully they'll pick me or I can be a, a team leader. All depends on what the season's gonna do. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. but no, I mean, I don't know. I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah. There's there's good things this year. I, I started twenty twenty three with good positive attitude and I feel like it's gonna be a good year. Kinda like the way twenty twenty felt. Till COVID happened. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you were like, just on a
3: roll. Right? Yeah, yeah, it felt like it was <laughs> going to be the greatest
1: year on earth. And then, uh. <laughs> and then it was so, no, so no. this year, I feel like it's back. It came back again, came back after COVID. It's like, okay, here we are. We gave a couple a couple of years break. Now we're we're back. Yeah. We never left. Yeah. So so right. I got a good feeling we'll about pause. this season. And, and let's see what happens.
0: I'm curious how, I mean, you mentioned several times the point system. Um, so how does that, how does that go? Like, how does that work?
1: Well, so every, every competition that we do, um, I mean, we, you start racing, racing. There's a bracket obviously of elimination and whoever wins, I think, so there's 12 drivers is going to be 12 points in the line on whoever wins first.
3: So real quick backup. So there's in in a competitive event, there's 12
1: 12 points for racing, there's oh, oh. 12, 12 points for a two-wheel or for a skills challenge, and there's 12 points for freestyle.
3: Okay, I was asking for actual competitors that are entering into the race or into the event. There's how many drivers? So
1: so that's what there is on our tour. There's 12. 12, 12. Okay. got
3: it. Okay,
0: okay. So 36 if you win every event.
1: you Correct. That okay. would be a perfect score if you get okay. 36. Okay. Uh, very, few, very, very hard. Not too many people have done it, but it's possible yeah. to get a perfect score and everything. Because even, even though you might get good points, you might not get all the 36. Somebody might win the overalls. Somebody might... For the most part, it will be like that. You will win two competitions, two, two, two competitions, and the other one, somebody else will win it. But the consistency of all the elements, that's what's going to give you the, the high score. Because okay. I, okay. I can finish uh, th- third in racing, but if I finish first in, in skills, and then I finish second in freestyle, I might be the, w- the winner.
4: Right.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. Now, who's judging that?
1: So, two of the competitions are fan-judging. Fan judging. Oh, cool.
3: Okay, so So they get to interact with it. Well, that's that North
1: Carolina
4: thing coming in.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Now is that by? Yeah, is that by crowd noise? Uh, no. Uh, so you go to dot on your, on your phone and there's an app for that. Yes. So <laughs> as soon as, so as soon as I finish the competition, they'll get about 20 seconds, uh, of time to submit your votes. So there's like a BKT tire. That's the brand of our monster truck tires, yeah. which they're sixty 66 inches tall. You asked earlier. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so you grab those BKT tires and you like slide them up and down from one to 10. And th- the more people that vote, the better the score. Sometimes you will see there's only like two people voting. So if those only two people are voting for Gravedigger, He's gonna get a ten.
3: Yeah. yeah you know. Yeah, so yeah. so
1: yep. you need more people to get in it. To okay. Be, to be more. like Hence
3: that party before the event.
1: Oh yeah. To get
3: like rub shoulders, oh, yeah. get the them to love you. Like right. hey, You wanna you wanna watch me? I'm gonna do this right. for you. No, okay. Uh, no, uh, okay. Some some build up the, to that. The, the interaction. Process.
1: I mean, you also ask about like, well, the drivers that used to get out and wave so now what we do Yeah, they get
3: on like this pump we
1: will do like the power (laughs) intros, like we'll do our intro video and then after that we sometimes we'll get out and wave you know and then you get back into your truck you set up and then you start raising Mm -hmm. uh so that's like a a way that we do to like kind of get out of of the truck to let people see us but for the most part now
3: to show the human element of the the beast that is
1: so that's the other things like this year before we used to say our event starts at seven o'clock at night so people used to get there at seven uh, now we're trying to tell them, okay, there is if there's a pit party to finish at five o'clock, from six to seven, what's happening? You know, there's a whole hour. There's all the pre-show interviews. That's when I go and I talk mm. about me. That's when people get to know about me, like Up that, on the jumbotron, yes. looking at you, yeah. And most of the people are missing out, and all this. That's when mm. I get to pump pump the people. I I get to like tell them my story, like what's going to happen, and people are getting there at seven. And we were delaying our our beginning of our race because there was no people in the stands. It's like, well, so people need to understand. Like now, like in reality, at seven is when the actual race starts happening. Yep. we already had national anthem. We had pre-show interviews. We had all this all this stuff that's happening prior. You need to
3: show up at like four or five o'clock. Then
1: if, I mean, to get you, the
3: full experience. You,
1: you want if, if you're gonna come without if you're gonna miss out on the on the pit party, you you definitely want to show up at five o'clock for yep. a seven o'clock event. Uh, yeah. Yep. You know,
0: it's like a tailgating y- kind
1: of. Correct. Yeah. You get yeah. there. Yeah. That, yeah. You get there. You hang out. You go and get some food. It's not rushed out, you know, and, yeah. and, and that's like what we want. We want to see the stands full of people. So by the time I might go out there and talk to them, I can get a reaction of the crowd. Mm. There's nothing worse for me than go and grab the mic and have a cool story to tell them or something that happened earlier in the locker room. Yet. And there's three people in the stands cheering. Mm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What
4: are some of your like go to stories?
1: um i usually don't really plan my story i uh-huh. mean i i try to be very organic when uh-huh. it comes to to me i'm i'm really talking to my fans yeah you know i don't i don't go out there uh, before i used to notice yeah i used to have like a script and say like we're all i here for all the fans whatever now i kind of tr- i've been trying to break out of it and i've been trying to like also push it within other other drivers uh-huh. why we're being like such a script like hey this, what I, uh, yeah, this is what i am, this is so I that's one thing I like. Like the host now they come up, it's like what do you want what do you want me to ask you? If there's anything you like me to ask you like no go ahead. Ask me. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna improvise. If you ask me something that I don't wanna talk about, I'm gonna bridge that question. I'm gonna go somewhere else. Yeah. And I'm gonna tell you my story. Sometimes I mean if you if you're if are in the pre show interview, and you tell me ask me a question, there's fans around. Sometimes I don't hear you especially if you're a host that don't really know and you're like not even looking at me you're just asking me putting the mic next to me looking at the camera like well i need to read your lips yeah yeah because there's noise so like when that happens when that happens i will just grab and tell my own story and i feel bad for the host because the host like that's not what i ask you yeah like well (laughs) at this moment i couldn't hear you i'm not going to stand there in the mic like what yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Yeah. be a better host yeah yeah basically but yeah. but yeah it's cool because like i improvise i feel the energy uh i like in the pit party get to hear if there's a little, a lot of latinos oh. so i that's one thing that i love to do like i love to say my my inner my interview my my pre-show interview and uh, right at the end of it, I like to communicate to my Latino people.
0: Yeah. yeah. You know, well, like you probably have them. a home crowd advantage in Texas, Arizona. Totally. I'm San excited Diego. for next yeah, week
1: coming so to, to San Antonio. Fall, yeah. San Antonio is oh. always good for me. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, El Toro Locos, so I'm excited for next weekend uh, in San Antonio. Uh, like what's going to happen. I mean, I know right now I'm a little low on points in the series after this muddy oh. weekend in San Diego. So San Antonio, I feel like I can redeem and get by, my, by myself back to like the third or second place yeah. in the, on the on the oh, season. So right.
0: let's go back to the points because you said there was a total of thirty six points per, per event, and then how many events is there, and how do you qualify for uh, the world?
1: So so well, most of the tours have the same amount of stops. Uh, okay, I, I can remember. I think I have a seventeen. Seventeen stops uh, from the beginning of the year till to the world finals, basically. Okay. So all these points are are uh, they accumulate? Actually, have s- uh, two or three arena stops in be- before the world finals. Those arena stops, the points don't matter. Okay. For our, for That's the just world like finals, to go Tho- to those points will matter for that event. Then for for like for us, like our personal ego, but those points don't matter for the world finals. Okay. Mm-hmm. So right now, it's when all these points accumulate. Uh, throughout the whole season they can deduct you points if oh
3: you, that was going to be a question
1: yeah the points so can if be you deducted violate
3: something or
1: yeah if, technically if you hit another uh race truck <clears throat> like if the truck's and you roll over and you land on top of it th- no. that could be one of the reasons for them to take points away mm-hmm. from you no no um yeah there's 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 several several penalties i mean going uh if you go racing you don't jump with all four tires on the race ramp you miss, one, one, one tire goes off the race run. That could give you a five-second penalty. And you're like, well, five seconds, that's too long. That's even longer than what it took me to do the whole, the whole lap, you know. Yeah. But, there goes your points. But yeah, so, so you got to mm. be careful. Uh, I, if you do the stoppies and when you do the skill competition, we do stoppies and sometimes we try to do combos. Well, if you're going to do a combo, it's okay. But if you set your tires down and then you try to get it back into the rear tires, for example, that's not a combo anymore you're touching not a fluent motion. it's not a new trick correct so so before you i mean some of us even myself i'm guilty about it i push the limit you know i do it and i'm like well it wasn't a real combo but the fans still love it Mm -hmm. so they're gonna vote for you and stuff Uh, yeah yeah so now the rules like that like well if you do a combo is not a combo they can take the points away from you for that one if so, gotcha gotcha so, so I mean there's there's strict rules actually in the first the first week of the of, of the season that's the first thing you do you get a page with all the new rules or the old rules but just you can have a reminder so whenever something happens you don't go like hey why why are you taking the points away from me
3: yeah. uh
1: it's like there no here it is there's a backup there's all the points all the rules what what do you need to do yeah so so it's cool because I mean obviously uh all the drivers are always trying to find a way how to Cheat the system in a way. Yeah, find an we, edge. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: Why, can we, why can we do? it Everyone's competitive advantage? there. Correct. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, let's get into the tricks, um because you you were saying some of the names of the tricks, and so I'm I'm curious if we can maybe demonstrate with something what the. Or yeah, pull we pull up. Pull maybe we can them pull up. them yeah, up. That'd and, be cool. And uh if anyone's listening, jump on the YouTube page and watch this, or go to um, go to Mark's page or we'll their YouTube up, page.
1: Houston 2022. And, okay,
0: maybe we'll pull up some of them, and you can describe what the trick names are
1: well i mean so we have like i mean there's now. Num- so that right there is a slap wheelie so you see you make a jump you land you slaps and then you do a wheelie that's okay. that was like the, that first trick right there that's a bicycle slash rollover that we save <laughs> 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 no so so the bicycles are basically when you go on the side to wheels which is one of the new popular tricks you try to get on the on on, on the side you try to ride it as long as you can Sometimes you get into uh, a cyclone, uh, a sidewall cyclone. That's what we call it. Okay. So it's like when you do a bicycle. That's
3: got to be a stoppie right there.
1: That one's, yeah. So the stoppie is standing in the front two tires. When you put it in reverse, it's called a moonwalk. Uh, we have the poppers. The poppers are when you put the front two tires on top of a, an obstacle, you you gassed it, and you stand it onto the front two tires. Okay. That's popping it on like onto an obstacle. Uh, the, the, the moonwalk is the one, that one, like I said, standing it on the front, front two, two tires, going yeah, yeah. backwards. The one I do that's like backing up onto the container, I stand in the front two tires and I start walking. It's the trick that the original was Max D Tom Mance. He created, he created that trick and I kind of did a game with him and I went and kind of like did it in fr- before he did it. Okay. So it became kind of like a joke, kind of controversial. I thought he was mad at me, but he, he was mad at me because I got up in the container and I didn't attempt it. Like, mm-hmm. if you got up there, you should have attempted. Yeah. Uh, so, but then I, I did it. And so the, the name of it is the Maximum Moonwalk. Okay. When I did it, some of the fans and my friend, John Stefano, one of the hosts, uh, they called the Mat- Matador Moonwalk. So that's what it's uh, been called, the matter moonwalk. That's what it's been called every time I do it. I still feel like it needs to be named the maximum moonwalk because it's original from Tom Mintz, You he know? invented it. So yeah, yeah so I kind of like I. Th- that's the way I call it. I call it the maximum moonwalk. Yeah. um Oh man. So yeah. So that's that's a st- that's a stoppy in it. It's weird because now they're calling the stoppies moonwalks as well. Just even when you're walking forward, forward okay. Uh, I, but I, I've, I've, I remember the first the stoppie was stamp, stomping on the brake and getting it on the frontier tires. Yeah. So obviously. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, that happens quite often. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah
3: shut her down. <laughs>
1: I, I always said, like, I don't wear the word loco on my chest for no reason. Yeah. And for those, loco means crazy. Yeah. And I'm definitely the craziest one out of all. I mean, there's three other members of Team El Toro. They're very good drivers, all of them, but I'm definitely the craziest one out of all. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's why I'm you get
3: that. You get that trophy?
0: <laughs> so I noticed when I was in Seattle that not everyone – um I guess you, it's a container that you go and you do a whole backflip. Right. Right. But not everyone can do it.
1: So so everybody can uh, All during the co- the Point Series competition. Okay. It's free for all. Independents are always free to do whatever they want. If they break it, they're the ones paying for the bill.
0: okay. Gotcha. You uh, know? Yeah. So
1: they, they're always free to do whatever they want. As that we run company trucks, I mean, on the summertime, uh, we don't want all the trucks to go out there and do a backflip. They might be breaking it there might be a lot of you know unnecessary damage. So we'll like two or three of the best trucks to go out there and do a backflip on summertime summertime events. Okay, uh, Not all the trucks are going to go and do a backflip. First of all, because once you see the first one or two backflips, 34 is like, yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. it's so cool yeah, yeah. Then it's not as impressive. Gotcha. So that's gotcha. another strategy that it's kind of having some problems this year because if you're the first one that goes and does the backflip on freestyle, you're probably going to get a higher score than anybody ah, else.
3: Yeah. Oh, I see. So right.
1: then they had it if you win freestyle, that you can select your point of starting your next freestyle.
0: Oh, okay, gotcha. So
1: while well, Cynthia did it this weekend, in San De- or the last weekend in San Diego, you know she went and won the first freestyle, so she selected the next day, I want to go out in fifth place. So she's the first flipper every time. She's the first person because uh, the two independents before her, were not doing it. Mm. So, I mean, good strategy, but that just changed. It's like, no, you can pick, but you can pick from eight to a 12. Gotcha. Uh, gotcha.
0: Know. Has anyone done the opposite way?
1: But yes. Actually, if you look Max D at the world finals, he did it. He actually, so the, he did the maximum moonwalk, standing out of the container. He was in the front two tires. So he's balancing right there, and also he puts reverse, and he backs up onto the container. And does front uh, uh, reverse uh, back flip. <laughs> reverse front flip? I don't know. Yeah, what, that would be a front flip. Yeah, he yeah, just did a backflip here. Oh, is that the world finals? It run? is the world
3: finals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of coming to the end of your two minute, uh, two minute, fifteen seconds. Oh yeah. Run, I
1: think. So so I was having issues with that truck. It was shutting off because he got wet. So the the R I, which the R I is a remote ignition interrupter, and that's like one of the coolest things that we have. Here we
3: go. Here's a backflip
1: right here. And that one, ah. that one breaks my rear end. But that was huge. Oh, ooh. Ooh.
3: <laughs> oh yeah. I left your tire <laughs> just done. <Yeah. laughs>
1: it was just a tie rod. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it was yeah. an easy fix, but that's, sure. that's enough. <laughs> um, so the RI, it's a remote ignition interrupter. It's basically like a walkie-talkie. The, the uh, technicians and the, the tech officials ha- have it in their hands. They can shut off my truck at any time in my competition
3: oh really yes
1: so for example let's say that you decide North to mcdonald yeah. you decide to be drunk and jump in, uh run into our truck well oh, we can oh, shut that truck up right. in any moment my truck breaks caught some fire whatever happens this is so people ask there's two lane two lights on the trucks right uh one red and one yellow in the front of the windshield you can see i'm like what's what what are those lights for yeah those are the lane indicators they indicate which lane is my radio running on. So they the, the official can switch their walkie-talkie to that lane.
2: Uh-huh.
1: So so what it, if I'm going to run, they will tell me left lane, right lane. I'll select okay. that lane. Now I can fire. Once I fire, they will test the radio. They will shut it off. They will refire me again, and then they'll send me to the track. So everybody who is there in that stadium in charge with an R.I. they can shut me off at any moment for whatever reason.
0: Yeah. Is there a trick that um, people are I, – I think of, like, when, you know, the snowboarder did the 900 or, you know, he did the first time Tony Hawk did the 900. Is there something that's out there that people have been trying but have yet to maybe do in a competition? Or is there still waiting to –
1: so, I mean, well, there's a couple of tricks. One, which actually on that video of the World Finals, you can see it where I do the the backflipping to moonwalk. Okay, uh, yep. That's, that's one of them. Uh, one of the tricks that everybody, like, to to land that trick is very hard to do. I mean, it doesn't matter how good you can backflip. You have you have to land perfectly in order to get that rebound, to get to stand, and to control it. Yeah,
3: because yeah, you, like, rip the motor, and you're like, bam, and you pop back up to get mm-hmm. under the
1: front right so, yeah, so it's like a
3: timing has to be perfect
1: yeah it's, it, the, when the rotates it just has to land on that perfect timing of the rotation if it lands yeah. a little over it's going to land flat and yep. it's not going to rebound yep mm. um the one trick i mean that a lot of people have been doing is the bicycle into onto the cycle the, the 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 cyclone donut basically okay okay uh which that's what son of a digger from uh ryan anderson he did it uh, he does the bicycle. He starts going. He lets it kind of fall. There,
3: he just did and it in that that yeah, trick right the there. And, and mm-hmm. then he
1: just starts like going, 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 going crazy. Uh, then I'm gonna say probably the corkscrew. The corkscrew consists in hitting the backflip ramp com- a little sideways. Okay. And as you go on, you're going, you're kind of twisting in the air and landing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of the fans come over and tell me, "Are you gonna try a corkscrew?" I always tell people like that's one of the tricks that I would like to try. Then I Don't see like two possible to do. I see it like every time I'm going to do that trick, my truck's gonna land on the cage, mm. and these trucks are not meant to land on the cage, or you'll, okay, right, it, or yeah. you'll
3: break a suspension component. It seems the way it'll land the, at an angle.
1: I mean, that's it, that probably will happen, but that wouldn't yeah. even be my worry. My worry oh. is more landing on the cage. I mean, they're okay. not the, my like and right you now, getting hurt. That's what happens, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. right yeah. Right now. My, mm. my safety in my truck is so high that. If I start doing that, I'm landing on the cage. Their trucks are not meant to land in the cage. Yeah, yeah. So I'm compromising every safety equipment that I have. Yeah. The they roll cage, I'm compromising it. So that's why I would tell people, like, I, wouldn't, I don't feel that comfortable trying right, the, right, the, right. The, the, the corkscrew. I would Is like anyone to, doing it? Uh, they, Mark, Mark McDonald, I think, no. Uh, uh, corkscrew? Yeah, put the corkscrew. That would be easier to find. Uh, it was the world finals. Uh, Cam McQueen. He's actually a Canadian fellow. Um, he did it, and a lot of people has been trying it. Uh, Brianna Mahan, she tried it. It's
3: a long video, actually. Let me see if I can find a shorter one.
1: Um, she tried it, and and I was like, not the safe move to do. You know, like when I saw her oh, do it, I was like, eh, that's not not really what you want to do. Um, oh the wow!
3: There it is. That
0: was you just did it and landed it. Yeah. I
1: Play that back. again one more time.
3: Yeah. Damn.
4: Is, is, that, is that what you're talking about yeah, yeah. so it. how
0: do you how do you practice these moves and like is there yeah. practice times and like well, so are you practicing when you're in the competition
1: i mean i never practiced how to do a backflip when i when i when we got to costa rica in 2018 uh the first time i performed in my country that was the first time they gave me the green light to do a backflip and i'm like well i never done one but I, they're giving me green light, so well, I got to do it. I mean, I seen it, yeah. but I never practice it. You, you're, you're not gonna get the chance to practice a backflip, you know. Are you, unless go for it. You have to, you have, to have the, the, the confidence. You have to have the confidence and feel believe that you can do it, and go and do it. And if you cannot do it, then don't even try. Basically, that's the way it is. Mm. Uh, like I said, we have the Monster University. We try. We learn how to drive. We learn how to try maybe how to do stoppies. Okay, um, some of these tricks. But when you're trying to talk to about backflips, these type of tricks that if you land on the cage, you're going to break the truck. It's a lot of damage automatically. You're going to do yeah. $5,000, $10,000 worth of damages by landing <coughs> on the cage, you know. Uh, so so when you do those things, you have to, like, be c- c- confident of your skills and what you're capable to do. That's what
3: you're probably talking about right there, Hallmark, where you'll just land right on the cage. Yeah. So there's a right about here. I think it's this one. You just bam
1: yeah oh right
3: on the top if you don't hit it right it just ends yeah
1: correct done Night's over yeah 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 night's over those hurt yeah those hurt you definitely have a headache i mean i mean and you can see Mm. everybody and you can you can you tell you can tell when it hurts uh you see people in the stands you're like
3: ooh. yeah Yeah, that can't be good Yeah. yeah
1: for the most part they don't hurt us as much they'll give you a little headache you know or something uh but yeah there might be some Mm. hits you know what some of the worst hits i had is rolling over backwards after doing a wheelie in a small arena Mm. so you do a wheelie you land onto the pot and you're like right there and then slowly the truck starts rolling backwards those are the worst he's like it's so slow and like why that shouldn't hurry it was a very slow rollover when it touches the cage into the ground for some reason he's like Mm. hurt so much the way you're strapped
3: right through there yeah
1: yeah mm-hmm. like i don't mind like a forward momentum rollover, you know coming over roll over in front of my front tires Ooh, and back into yeah, the wheels like, that. like that's not that i don't mind but that backwards straight into mm. the cage those are painful you know no. uh good thing i mean I, i'm saying painful but it's not it's to the point where like it's not that bad you know like when you're doing it so often you get used to you kind of know how to uh like embrace your body <clears throat> and you're like all right this one's gonna hurt and yeah it does hurt it gives you a headache but you prepare for it you know you're not, like the first couple months when you were not prepared I was just sitting there and yeah my legs were flying all over the monster truck like where the heck what's yeah, going yeah, on yeah. so so it's a learning curve you know the first time you do it you don't know what, what to expect yeah. and 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 that's what I keep saying you know when I'm driving the first couple times like I jumped that big like the one in Canada I was super afraid and the next time i did it is like well it wasn't that bad so i can push the limit even more and that's how i got to the point now where it's like i don't care jumping holding the pedal to the metal when before like you go hold it for two seconds and let go okay let's jump now yeah. now i'm just holding it from the back of the one end of the track and it's hoping for, for the it. best yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> to, to the point where, like, i mean the equipment is not going to handle it anymore and that's at, like oh. that's at the limit that we are now we're pushing the limit so much that the equipment needs to improve in right. order to be, for us to continue improving. Yeah. I see. Yeah,
3: I had a I had a question in regards to the equipment, the pit. So, like NASCAR, you got a pit crew. You pull over, you change tires, you change a brake caliper or something. What is your team like behind the scenes when a repair or maintenance uh, needs to be performed? What how what's that like?
1: So it's all hands on deck. Okay. So, okay, so the way it works, we have one head technician per truck, uh, okay. one trailer lead. Like a
3: pit leader, crew leader. Right. Okay.
1: And we, ha- we, we have the trailer lead. So in one trailer, there's two Monster jam trucks with tires, parts. So there's three people that works out of each trailer. Okay. So obviously, so I mean, my, my, my technicians, his name is Mark. Um, I mean, whatever, there's several people. Then when the truck actually breaks during competition and say, I break a transmission, well, anybody, big deal. anybody who is there, doesn't matter if that's a mechanical grave digger. Oh, wow. All hands on deck. Oh, when you say all
3: hands, not just oh. the El Toro yeah. team, local team, it's like, it's like it's everybody get it, this Because everybody
1: works for the same company. All right. Yeah. At the yeah. end of the day, we want that truck to be back on that track.
3: Venue. It's about the performance and get everybody out there That
1: competing. That, uh, yeah, that truck needs to be out there. It cannot miss an element. That's the main goal. Okay. So since we all work for the same company, we're going to make everything we can for all those trucks to make it back to that competition.
3: And includes sharing parts.
1: That's why. Like, that's what happened okay. this weekend. Like, I broke a four-link bar. Well, it's going to take too long to get that four-link bar off. So they took my air filter off, and they give it to another truck that need it because he was going to go and perform well at that point that took me out of the competition uh-huh. i sacrificed my freestyle competition from this past uh sunday for that reason but well it's going to take it could, my crew chief could have never replaced the foreign bar for b reason a bolt got jammed n- jam in there whatever sure so he, lost cause and with all the mod and at that point too it's like i'm just hurting my truck There's so much mud on the track. I'm just hurting. It's like, it's a smart decision to just step out. Yep. It hurt me in points. That's why I'm in in sixth place right now. Mm -hmm. But it's just the beginning. It's just week number two. I mean, we still have, what, 15, 14 more weeks left to go. Yeah. I I can turn this thing back around, you know? Yeah. It's
3: for the greater good of the whole crew involved in the venue too, right? Right. To to have a truck running like you sacrificed your air filter for the other truck. Right. He can be out there, you're done. You're done anyway. Yeah, so, pretty pretty
1: much. And I yeah. and my attitude was done too. Man, it's the second day of being in that mud and you can hear nothing oh. nothing is performing. You wanna do all the cool tricks, you know, you talk to all the fans in the pit party and you tell them like I wanna do this, I'm gonna do this for you. And then you go out there, and you cannot do anything because of the conditions. Right. So It's, it's
3: disheartening. It just kind of takes you out of it. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. It's frustrating, man. I mean, you you wow. you, you have expectations. Yeah. You want you – I mean, if, let's say you come over to my event. I'm going to be all excited because you're there supporting me. Yep. Now I want to show you what I'm capable to do, and then we get weather conditions, and I cannot do anything. Yeah. yeah. You know.
3: That's a kick in the nuts.
1: Totally, totally. <laughs>
0: yeah. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Tailored Restoration, 24-hour emergency home services, helping Alaskans restore their dreams since 1972. Services include fire, water, mold, post-emergency cleaning, repair, and remodeling. Tailored has an emergency response number with trained professionals available to help you at any time, day or night. Give them a call in Anchorage, Eagle River, Mat-Su, or Fairbanks. Make an appointment today at TailoredRestorationAlaska.com.
4: Since 2008, Serrano's is Anchorage's own new generation of Old Cocina. Their menu showcases the passion and love of their rich heritage and unique family recipes that have been passed down through the generations. Serrano's goal is to embrace and display trad flavors using the best ingredients that are available. They focus on making everything from scratch daily. In-house menu includes handcrafted corn tortillas, salsas, carne asada, and chorizo. But don't take their word for it. Experience their tradition and bore for yourself. Locations on Tudor and Northern Lights, both with new tequila bars. Check out their daily specials at seranosmexicangrill.com.
0: The Connoisseur Lounge, located in the heart of Palmer, Alaska. The Connoisseur Lounge is Palmer's first locally owned and operated cannabis retailer. Their beautiful store is located at 226 Evergreen Avenue. The Connoisseur Lounge has exclusive cannabis products such as Snowcap Romance, Aurora Haze, Glue, and one of our favorites, sugar cookies. And if you're not into the flower, the connoisseur can hook you up with edibles, vape supplies, and a ton of CBD options for all your health and inflammation needs. Check out their daily deals at theconnoisseurlounge.net or even better, stop by the lounge today. Remember, you must be 21 years of
3: age to enter their store. All right, we're back. Hey, I wanted to just throw out another shout out. Earlier in the show, we we, uh, touched on our... Amazing uh, turnout and experience we had with our on-site live podcast at uh, Palmer Alehouse. Uh, thanks to BHA and Palmer Alehouse, Corey, uh, the GM, Corey, the owner, uh, Boomer, our, our waiter, uh, their staff, they were very accommodating, uh, welcomed us with open arms, uh, BHA put, the, put a hell of a... Uh, uh, um, A gathering together a pint night there and uh just again wanted to thank everybody involved that made that happen last night we had an amazing time um can't wait to do another live event and and it's always because of the people that are involved uh another shout out to patreon.com check it out Uh, again that's patreon.com backslash alaska wild project um make sure to uh if you're interested in in wanting to help out um Whatever you can do to to uh, you know provide a little something to um, provide resources for us to keep building uh, on this business and yeah. uh, this project and, and our message and uh, bringing really rad dudes like Mark in and um, again doing doing you know events yeah and it could be anything
0: it's, from one dollar five dollars yeah. to depending on whatever it is yep. and all that little stuff helps us you know pay for the rent and the equipment and all the stuff that like uh, like Jack mentioned in the beginning of the show we're all full time family you know dads we got full-time jobs businesses obviously kids got soccer hockey baseball stuff going on and we're trying to do all this stuff for the good of alaska um so you know it's kind of taking time out of our busy schedules to do this so any support that is happening there is is greatly appreciated um also support all the sponsors that sponsor our stuff um big thank you to those guys and and a simple thing as far as like just buying a hat buying about buying a shirt from our website or going down to barney's and and buying something there i mean all that stuff is going to the same cause so thank you for the people that have done that and we're continuing to put out new stuff uh, we just got some new um, hoodies out and, and we got some new hats on the way. And so just keep checking back on the website and uh, and and check for some of the new products and all that stuff. And definitely if you have a comment, uh, leave us an Apple podcast review. That's always helpful. Um, subscribing to the YouTube channel. That's a simple, easy thing that just takes nothing. Um, even if you're not watching it, you know, all that stuff. Our goal is to get to a thousand. I think we're at like 520 uh, or something like that. So we're halfway there.
3: Yep. It's yep. growing fast.
0: And then uh, Jack's Trivia. Do we have the button? We don't have the button. <laughs> we're we're, we're still get working on, that. on it. Yeah. yeah we I actually found button. a
3: really cool dude that is like profession is making jingles oh. for that. So we're working on it. We don't we're, like the
0: old jingle? <sighs> uh, we lost it. I got to find it. Oh again. Yeah. I love that. Like jingle, it got but deleted but off the button. Yeah. Yeah. You know, no, I figured. Yeah. But I
3: found this really cool dude. I ran into him randomly at like a car wash. And uh, I recognized him when we were chatting. I want to get him on the pod actually. Name's Eric and uh I said, Well, well you're you're retired now, what do you do? He's like, Well, I make jingles for commercials and yeah advertising. I'm like, Oh my god. <laughs> you're <laughs> like our guy. <laughs> yes. I'm like the first thing I thought I was like, Bing, we need to get him to make us a trivia jingle. So yeah, we'll get a hold of you, Eric, and get that rolling.
4: All right. Well you guys can just do your own um uh, jingle right now.
3: Okay. Yeah, in my head. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I you're so pretty
0: good at beatboxing, actually.
4: Ooh, beatbox jingle. I'm a little out of touch now, though.
1: <laughs> <laughs> a little rust. Don't no, get me started. <laughs> <laughs>
4: All right. Well, so you're going to have to answer last because we're definitely right. going to go monster truck today and uh, oh, a little less like uh, random Alaska fact. All I'll right. Back in um, the
3: bulldozer days, I guess. <laughs>
4: <laughs> you know, we saw the big air earlier and that was pretty high. So what's the record height in a monster jam for vertical in feet? Oh. Feet, and you can, you know, feet, point, inches, mm. you know. You can give decimals if you want. But um, how many vertical feet is the
1: record? Which he was held by a female. Hell yeah. Ooh, Damn. Good call.
0: Damn. Well, he um, did mention, he said he thought he went about 20-something feet.
3: I, I'm, I'm going to say uh, 31.7
0: Ooh. Ooh yeah, that's pretty good. That's
3: probably way too high, but man, I'm gonna say go
4: twenty-seven. I think it's about thirty-two. So holy it, shit,
3: I'd be close if that's true.
4: It's forty-five <laughs> point oh, four wow. seven two feet. A high jump in feet reached by Cynthia Gunther. Got gotier. Go
1: She's my best friend. We're we're on tour this year. Awesome. awesome.
4: At Monster Jam World Finals 20. Yeah. What, what year was that? Was that, that last year?
1: That was before, before COVID
4: happened. Okay, before COVID. Oh, and there's that, Cynthia, you know, there.
3: Oh, man. There she is. Right
1: there. Cynthia yeah, no, she's crazy.
3: She's nice. the, uh, I
1: wonder if we lady. could
4: find that.
0: Oh, she drives that.
1: Yeah, the so, Lucas so she used to drive the Monster Mode Dalmatian, and last year they debuted this truck, the Lucas Oil Stabilizer. Okay, and she's the driver. Because they're a huge sponsor. She, she right? was in
0: Seattle, wasn't yeah. she? Yes, she yeah, was okay. in Seattle.
1: Okay. Yeah. Uh, this year what she's driving cool truck. even better than what it, she did last year. I mean, she's been winning three freestyles out of the four freestyles we've done so far. <laughs> Man, uh, she's badass. It, I don't know if you can go to her Instagram, and there's oh a, sure, there's a couple. Yeah, there's so one, they're one they're jump there. that she's driving the Monster Mode Dalmatian blue version this this jump was in the world finals in las vegas it is one of the biggest jumps i i've seen of her doing it. and i always say like what were you thinking when you did this jump
0: jerry had his baby yeah,
3: yeah. oh wow i yeah. didn't know that congratulations
0: yeah. jerry
1: uh yeah. daughter right
0: what was the name oh, baby. Uh,
4: baby julia yeah. baby julia that one right there
1: yeah uh, the blue one yes okay look at this thing Oh, Whoa! Oh, my,
3: Whoa. Whoa. Damn, oh, what? What? Oh my Damn, gosh. Is she, she okay? alive?
4: <laughs> <laughs> that was like 100 yards. Whoa. Fuck, so it goes off dude. a jump 100 yards in the air and lands right on the I nose. mean, that
3: is no over-exaggeration, right. folks. I, three That rolls. was a What's
1: this video called for people that
0: want to watch it that are listening?
3: Oh
1: my god! Or it's on her Instagram. Yeah, yeah. it's on on her Instagram page.
0: Cynthia Gauthier. Cynthia G A U T H I E R. She said,
3: "If you're gonna be dumb, you gotta be tough." Send it. (laughs) French kiss (laughs) hashtag
0: fresh. Fresh. (laughs) French kiss kiss
3: jump. jump. Damn, girl, that is just like she's night. like. You know what? I don't like this body anyway. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, I I was in the recovery Holy team that smokes. year, and I went to pick her up, Damn. and I'm like. What were you thinking about No, if she, if she, if I think if she would have landed a little like over the nose a little more, it would have been a bad story. Yeah, uh, she oh, landed yeah. right, perfect. The truck runs out of gear. She comes outside from the from the stadium, from outside the stadium. She comes full speed and she hits is the speed that, at top speed.
4: Is that methanol pouring out the back? Ah, uh, yes. Oh
1: my gosh. Yes. I mean that impact you see where the back where he hits and there it is. Breaks oh, the, just breaks, the, the, tank, the breaks the out. tank. Oh yeah, yeah, I see gosh. what you meant
3: by the rotation right here. Like if it would have rotated a little more, it would have been on the cage. Yeah,
1: yeah. That could have been a very bad story for her. Uh oh um, good thing that didn't happen. I mean Hell like, yeah. hey, probably would've nothing happened if it would have landed more. But it could have it could have been a bad story yeah. overall. But hey that's that is that, insane, man. That's the type of personalities that you need. And and this industry, that's why we are who we are, because you get nuts like like her, this French girl. Oh, hey,
3: is this some of the mud right here? Yeah,
1: that was this weekend. I I wanted to
3: see something with them. Oh, my God, you weren't kidding about the mud. Look at that shit. just
4: spinning out.
3: Oh, that looks pretty cool, though. I mean, it's a hot mess, right? Oh, yeah, big time.
0: You can't wow. even see what the truck is. It's just yeah, covered th- in mud.
1: Like, I mean, it's just because you know the shape, but, like, you can't do anything. You try to turn. Those are things when the conditions are like that. You turn, and you got to use less less throttle in order to control it. If you press the brakes, it's like being in the snow. Oh, slide. Oh, slide, so, slide around, yeah. So you got to, like, really think about, like, what are you going to do? Damn. But yeah, that was the conditions. That's how San Diego was this weekend, which San Diego hardly ever rains. I know, it's, it's just California, yeah, be beautiful <laughs> California. Yeah, that's you see, pops. That's one of that's what the head, the the trail. Everybody's just oh. muddy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is that awesome. is cool, man. Oh, man. That, that girl's that's wild,
1: so awesome. man. No, there's yeah. there's. She's I mean, badass. you see this and she's like showering with the fire suit, <laughs> trying get,
3: just trying to get the mud off.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that was pretty much all of us. As soon as the event was done, we got in straight to the showers in the, in like with fire suit helmets and everything on. Wow, so like, man.
4: Wow. I,
0: I, that's amazing. I kind of wanted to ask about your uh, Costa Rican heritage. Um, my oh, family's nice. from Colombia, very similar. Um, and my main question is, what is your favorite dish from your country?
1: Well, I mean, for my country, I love the tamales, but which mm. those only happen in Christmas time. Okay. Uh, yep. Tamales, basically everybody claims that their grandma makes the best tamales, so uh-huh. all of them are amazing. Um, one typical thing that I love from Costa Rica, which is our breakfast, which is the gallo pinto, uh, which is the rice and beans mixed up, mm. then with whatever, eggs, uh, that's sausage sausage whatever you want you know you Mm -hmm. you 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 add it you make like a whole combo you know you have your plantains you have your eggs you have your rice and beans maybe some sour cream with it that's like delicious that's my the best way to start breakfast in reality (laughs) um it's i mean that's pretty m- everything in costa rica tastes so good because everything is from the land right there everything's mm-hmm. organic yeah. uh and and moms they always want to cook good you know moms oh, yeah. cook the best so when yeah. you come back to costa rica it's like the best food ever i mean to me i mean one thing here in the united states we definitely eat a lot of greasy food and processed food fried and, food, and i can see know? i can see my body when i go back home like i now that i just spent the whole month of Christmas uh my digestive system and everything how it changes just from the diet mm-hmm. like going back to costa rica and all this natural healthy food coming back here into all the processed food like yeah. i can tell the big difference so i was very blessed to be like born down there and eat all these healthy food yeah. um a f- favorite dish it's hard to tell man i mean i i had to break out of having to like want a specific favorite dish uh because of traveling uh i mean everywhere we go you want you want to try all all, anything that's in front of you in reality yeah yeah. so so it's hard my favorite dish is one i always ask my mother i don't know if it is a costa rican dish or what i call it pastel de pollo which is like a lasagna made out of chicken Mm -hmm. Uh, and it's like layers of like tortilla with chicken like peas and carrots and it gets layered with cheese and mm-hmm. goes all the way to the top and then you put it like on a Pyrex and then you cook it for another 20, 30 minutes, bake it, yeah. and then it comes Yuck. out. Mm-hmm. The next day it's even better. Okay. It's, oh, like, yeah. it's, it's like, like lasagna. It like, oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Let the yeah. flavor soak in and yeah. it, like, mm-hmm. it like, so, uh, cures. <laughs> so when you cook the chicken with all those peas and, and carrots and stuff, you make like a good broth. Uh, of the chicken oh, and yeah. then so as you're making so the chicken you break it into pieces you yep. shred it shred. and then once as you put layer in it you put that broth and you soak mm-hmm. it in the broth and you continue making all those layers so it's just like one of my favorite yeah. meals mm-hmm. sounds and, amazing and then we throw some of this lisano sauce which is a, like a steak sauce traditional from Costa Rica you can oh, actually buy it here Yeah, I think a, apples or whatever apple, is
3: uh, red, it. Red, red, red apple
1: red apple has it uh, very <laughs>
3: ethnic uh
1: <laughs> stuff you can get oh, it. Yeah. red apple yes yeah. you can get, you can get Things there that you don't get anywhere else. Yeah, right, place. Right. Yeah. <laughs> our it's,
4: first trip to Costa Rica, our dad brought back a case of it because it's like this is the new thing. We're bringing it to Alaska. Yeah, and I think we're the only people that had it for like ten years. So yeah.
1: It's so good. It goes with everything. You it know. does.
4: Yeah, it's like it, your ketchup. It, you pretty
3: know? much. Yeah, it's, it's like much. a r- uh, uh, red sauce. Um it's Like
1: red brownish. Yeah. What is it made out of? It's spices. I mean, it's like a, it's is like, it like a, a mole. It's, it's like an A one sauce, but with more yeah. spice to it. Uh-huh. You know, okay. it has like more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. more like a spicy but it's not spicy it's yeah, not hot it's you know yeah hot, yeah
3: it just has like a like a uh, subtle bite to it yeah
4: yeah i mean and, it's really mild compared to like what you, make you would
3: enchilada, expect you would make enchiladas with that
1: um, I, mean, I think in the same sauce I'm, i it, mean y- i mean you grab a piece of steak you grab a piece of mousse and probably cover oh, oh, in that okay. and just let it marinate in that and cook, throw it on the grill you know oh my
4: goodness, but man. it's like <laughs> on every table in costa rica yes yeah you know
1: it's like yeah so like yeah. i ar- 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 got your pinto or rice and beans like in the morning for breakfast you just grab some lisano sauce and dump okay. it right on top yeah, of yeah, it. Drizzle it and and it's like it's, it's so yeah. good yeah. uh anything like, i mean i'm not lying the tamales Oh yeah. Do yeah. Does the
0: tamales have the um banana, the green leaves? Yeah. No? Okay.
1: So so they're rep- oh, yeah. so so there's the difference of tamales, the Mexican tamales and yeah. corn and, and the Costa Rican tamales on the on the plantain leaves. So oh, you guys oh, yeah. go
0: more towards, because that's how the South American ones are yes. too.
1: Yes.
4: With plantain?
0: Uh oh with plant or with the leaves. Well with oh. the leaves. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah so they okay. go
1: it's, it's a whole process man i mean i remember watching my mom like like the grandmas and stuff like cleaning all the leaves they, you yeah. know they go and grab the, the, the from the plantain the tree uh-huh. they cut the leaves because they're huge and they find the good pieces they put them like on the on the wooden stove they kind of uh-huh. put them on top to get some heat uh, once they clean that, they prepare the masa or the paste. You know, like whatever rice or potato base. Uh, they put a little bit of like a slice, a slice of egg, some carrots. Uh, I love the ones that they put either raisins or um, figs. Oh, uh, okay. So that will give a texture. little bit. A little bit. Some yeah. people put some olives in there. Every, every, every. Every grandma has her own recipe. Yeah. They come from the same. Yeah. I mean, they has a little bit of pork in there. Some people do make them out of chicken. Some people mix them up, have chicken and pork, Yeah, you Combo. know. So it's the whole thing. They're little. Uh, usually they come in, t- in packs of two. That's what they call it. They call it a, a, a piña, which is a, like a pineapple of tamales. So they come in pairs and they wrap them. So it's a whole tradition where the whole families used to get together, wrap them up. You know, the kids were the ones make, wrapping them up and stuff and making off tamales for the whole month of December. So yeah. when people come to the house, you go to any, any house in December and you're going to get served a tamale with a coffee. Yep. It. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Is there cool. anyone awesome. here making them?
1: I don't know here if there's anybody making them here, but I know
0: there was an old uh, Colombian grandmother who would make the Colombian tamales and she'd sell them.
1: And Mm. and there's
0: a lot of that here where Filipino ladies are making the lumpias and stuff like that. So I was curious on the coast. You know,
1: know, that's one of the main things that impressed me about Alaska when I first moved here was the Mandalatino Latino people here. The fir- i mean even the first day that i got here in the airport i mean i kind of felt bad this guy came over he was even smoking a cigarette inside the airport and i'm like dude you don't do this in the u.s you're gonna go to jail you're new here respect the laws you know uh, but but I, I was shocked about that but i was impressed like i mean there's so many spanish-speaking people here in the state of yeah. alaska like was i was very ethnic yeah, yeah. i wasn't expecting that when i moved here i mean coming from florida I mean, like, trying to escape a little bit from Hispanic. Nope. Yeah. It's the same. <laughs> it's the same. But I thought that was pretty cool. I love that. Yeah. I mean, to see there's it's so strong. many people from all over the world that people, they actually get to experience and appreciate what paradise is. And yeah. they just, right. once you come here, you can't leave. Yeah.
3: That's right. My yeah, mom actually it. makes it mean homemade tamale. Really? Oh, with yeah. the green leaf and the whole oh, thing. Oh, she does it with yeah. that? Okay. Okay. No, I mean, it's like. You gotta ask her, and then she's like, "Okay, next week." She's got yeah, she we're we're go, yeah. she so go to go to Red, Red Apple. Apple.
0: <laughs> yes,
4: yeah, yeah.
3: I mean, no, it, it, she does have to make special trip to go get everything for it, but she prides herself on making yeah. tamales, and they're they're bomb.
4: Do we have more trivia? Yeah, Okay. We do. Yeah. All right,
0: okay, okay. We All kind right. of got sidetracked right. on this. Okay, <laughs> I thought that,
4: uh, well, specifically Brandon might like this question because uh, oh. I'm always nerding it nerding out a little bit about, like, what kind of um, pressure I want I'm like, my fat tire bike versus our mm. ATV tires and stuff. Yeah. Um, okay, so what is the ideal PSI for the monster truck tires? And so the, I thought that kind of how they described this was good, too. They're like, so consider that you need the, strength from the tire with like all the bouncing and stuff and um and then you know you, so you, it's like a strength thing versus like minimizing um its bounce right because if it was too full right it would
3: yeah it's got a it's got to compress
4: all right so what is the psi the optimum psi according to the fun facts um of the monster jam trucks? i like
3: th- i like this i like this yeah this is a good one that's a really good question jack so, PSI. So, well, if you're like,
0: thinking like a truck is about, like you know, what? A four wheeler is about 40.
3: No, four wheelers like five pounds. Yeah, like five,
0: four five, five pounds to, to pounds. 40. Yeah, like so. My three
3: quarter ton pickup with load range G's is like 60 pounds, 70 pounds. Half ton truck is like 40, 45 pounds. But this is a whole Another level. <laughs> yeah, right. So, my mind's just like, <laughs> okay, okay, ah, that's a tricky one. <laughs> I feel like I want to go low. Yeah, to give it some because bounce. Um I'm gonna let you go first because I,
0: have
3: no I idea. don't even. I mean, I'm. I'm like.
1: I mean, it's a six six sixty-six inch tire, so I mean, just kind of. You need enough pressure to fill it.
3: And it's it's gonna be huge. Uh, uh, two hundred pounds.
4: Two hundred pounds.
0: I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna
3: say one twenty. One twenty.
1: Do you know what it is? It's about eighteen to twenty-two pounds.
3: God <laughs> damn it! I knew I should have went low, man. Yeah. I, I, well, because like an ATV, right? Yeah, it's
1: five. Yeah. I would have
4: said like five or six. I was surprised that it was so high. What is really? it? But it's. I think it's for that that first sentence. It's like the increased sh- strength to be able to land. If
1: it, I think so. It was, par- part of par- part of our suspension is the same tire. You know, is it's in the tire. Yes. Yeah. So like, if you put too much air pressure, I mean, I have to change my settings on my shocks so like we try to maintain the same standard we've been trying different models of tires we're like on the third generation of bkt tires we're using some yeah. of them, some of them were flatter on the top some are more round uh so we kind of found a balance where these tires they have enough pressure to the point where they don't roll over mm-hmm. so when you come in around the corner you can actually drift and they will expand like instead of like fold underneath the tire because there's oh. like so much rubber. There's soft tires. So they will fold underneath the tire and just hook and, and roll over. Yeah. Mark,
3: you know you messed me up. You know how? How? Well, you know it is a 60-inch tire. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, like, I want to go low. I was like, wait. 200.
1: I think
3: it's higher then, I guess. Like,
1: well, The, the fun <laughs> fact is like it takes uh, a good probably 45 minutes to fill out, those Oh, I bet. To yeah. even get oh, that many pounds yeah. in it. Yeah.
3: Which doesn't mean it has to be 200 pounds. It's just a lot of space inside between the rim to the tire outer wall. It makes sense. It makes sense. So so, yeah. what, so yeah. what is
4: it? It was tw- uh, so the fun fact on the webpage is 23, but that's you know Okay. It, I think every truck's different. Yeah. I don't think it had the picture of your truck on it. I,
1: I, it I, I, run, <laughs> I run I run mine a little lower. Okay.
3: Well.
4: And, oh and, yeah, and, this one has the zombie truck on it. Yeah. It's fun fact
3: page.
1: Well, and, and like maybe the driver's a little heavier, so they can create. Oh yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah,
3: Get a three hundred pounder in there, like whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. up a little bit.
4: All right, I got one more, and this one like kind of blew my mind a little bit. But um, okay, how many feet of tubing does it take to create a monster truck j- truck frame?
1: I don't even know that.
4: So the frame, oh, you know, really like long. we were talking about the frame.
1: The whole frame. That, that protects
4: everybody. Like if you bought a one ma- big
3: stick of tube and you cut it all up to make a frame, how much I would mean, that be?
1: How
4: it? many feet of tubing for one frame? <laughs>
3: <laughs> Jack, you really do bring it, though. I wouldn't
0: have got this one. All What's day. the average length of a truck, though? I don't know. Start there. What, like Lengthen eighteen height? feet 12, or something? Twelve
1: feet tall, twelve feet wide. Okay, so we got
0: twelve.
3: Uh, I, I, I
1: mean, six. I'm gonna go
3: eighty six. Eighty six feet of tubing. Yeah, eighty six feet of tubing. Uh, I'm gonna say one hundred and twenty five feet. What do you think? Yeah, Mark. What do you think? <laughs>
0: He's texting his tech.
1: <laughs> hey, Mark. Uh, I don't know. I really don't know this one. I'm gonna. I, that sounds about a good number. I'm. I'm gonna go more than you. I'm gonna say wow. 150. There 150.
4: Yeah. So, uh, 800 feet. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god.
1: <gosh, dude. laughs>
4: so it must be like really little tubing. I'm and then there's a lot of it. But I have no, no
1: I mean, no, oh, I mean, every so many pieces, if, if, I mean, uh, that's what I was thinking. Like if we could pull, oh, pull like up a oh, maybe a picture oh, oh, of it yeah. without the front,
0: without okay. the body you on
1: Think it. about it. I mean, just behind
0: you like just the, the,
1: behind me, there's like all these webbing that goes like left and right, oh. all these angles everywhere. Mm. You know, they, they have angles going down, thinking of every time I'm going to do a backflip and landing on the cage so it doesn't collapse. Remember, I only oh. have. Oh, geez. there you go.
4: Yeah, it's just like an airplane. There it is. Wow all right that makes sense yeah i
1: As mean in. if you just like and then a lot of the trucks have reinforcement like i mean the, there was another picture that showed more stuff. like ours don't have the rounded curves like this or like more like square. that silver one.
4: Oh yeah that one on the bottom left
1: yeah oh like this one yeah there's oh, yeah. a shit ton oh,
4: yeah oh, okay gosh. so
0: that has the webbing on the back yeah, yeah you see that that all the
1: star cross, pattern all cross crossbars, these yeah. down bars right here they go like yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Th- yeah, Those are the ones that keep my head safe.
3: Okay. Yeah. Well, wow. I, yeah. I mean, if you just took like yeah, one bar at 800 feet, mm-hmm. that's
1: yeah, so it's much unbelievable. Metal. That's why they're 12,000 pounds. <coughs>
3: yeah. Yeah. I was going to ask how much do they weigh, and, and what is the average
1: cost of a truck to build? We say about 250,000 <sighs> to build one from scratch. Um, Engine, chassis, yeah, suspension. Ha- suspension. Housing, body, the whole thing.
3: Yeah.
4: Oh, that shows all wow. the suspension there too. The double, like you said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, the, are those nitrogen charges in those ones, or?
1: Yeah, pretty much. I mean, they 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 load them up every weekend when uh-huh. we get there. They have to like regas them, uh, make sure they're right. The altitude plays a uh, plays a big. Uh, oh yeah.
4: Oh yeah. Okay. So how, like, ma- how much co- travel?
1: Uh, f- thirty six inches, I think. Oh wow. Damn. Um, <laughs> That, so that is
3: amazing fabricating yeah. to build something like that
1: yeah no it's it's amazing i mean what what he has become because we're at the limit of like how much lighter we can make him because the trucks uh the trucks cannot go any much lighter otherwise they won't they won't make it won't you know we make a jump yeah. they'll just break and if we try to the reinforce them they become too heavy mm. um
3: start adding too many crossbars and
1: right so then also on horsepower people are like why don't you put a bigger engine they are bigger engines. We can produce yeah, big more horsepower.
3: Blocks, major heavy motor.
1: We but we can put a bigger motor with and produce more horsepower out of it. But then all we're going to do is going to break more parts. Yeah. And you mm-hmm. said it
3: was a five what big block?
1: Five forty five. Big block Chevy. Big block Chevy engine basically. Okay. I mean it's, in-house. it's, it's, so it's in, in house. It's built. It's built in house. It's a up five hundred two. Is much. that what it is? Pretty much. Wow. Damn. So so, so yeah. Fifteen hundred horse. Fifteen hundred horses uh we use a power glide transmission so it's first second neutral reverse and parking Mm. Uh, pretty simple i mean semi-automatic um there's no key to start Mm. it (laughs) just a switch a bunch of switches yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, can you pull uh, up a picture of the
0: inside oh yeah is it like a regular just clutch system
1: i I mean you just have a throttle brake basically like you drive regular automatics uh, oh it's automatic yeah oh uh, you do have first and second so like when we take when we take off from the race ramp i'll be like with my throttle and brake at the same time getting the rpms high enough as i take off pedal to the metal as I'm, my pedal hits the metal i'm shifting from first to second okay I'm slapping it
3: oh there's not really much it. so there. what about when you um, want to go and re- yeah. when you ah, crap.
1: land
0: and want to go backwards
1: so like when i do the stoppies and stuff yeah. like there's a lever they have to pull up so i usually try to like when i'm when i'm going up the ramp i think it's like okay second gear i'm in second gear because it's closer from second to reverse instead of being like first second oh, okay so i try to be in second gear and then i move from second to reverse which you have to go like left and over to the and then to the right so that's like a movement that you have to like practice so i will sit there my truck before going out and i'll do it several times just to make sure that i'm familiar with that movement from, mm. uh so when you do the stoppy, you really know what to do uh because i mean when i first started trying the stoppies and the moonwalks i was breaking transmissions left and right and it's they're pretty expensive so now i finally became good enough to like for practicing practicing that like you don't you don't break them that often mm-hmm. and and that's cool because then i can continue pushing the limit on the two wheels in the yeah. tranny yeah, when yeah, you break yeah. it
3: it's just a full assembly swap out yes Pull the broken tranny out, throw a fully
1: rebuilt Correct. new one in. Same with the
3: engines. Okay. Mm. Oh, wow. It's a full assembly.
1: Yeah. All
4: right. How long does it take to swap them?
1: Uh, they can swap a transmission in about 35 minutes. Oh, wow. Uh, sometimes even less. Uh, the engine, it does take some a little longer. It might take some about an hour and a half to okay. do the whole engine. Uh, so for the most part, if you break an engine at the beginning of the event, hardly ever are you going to make it back for free. So. Okay. Uh, it has happened. There's been if that, it's early enough
3: in the event that you have time to recover.
1: Yes. Yeah, they've been enough uh, technicians, good enough technicians, they can get it done uh, to move to ch- yeah. to change an engine that that short amount of period. Uh, you know, sometimes we don't where we have two events in that same day. Uh, so if you break if you break your engine in the morning, well, you might miss the rest of the competition, but you will be back. For, for the, the evening, oh, okay. so, yeah. mm,
0: so you're still getting some points.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: So it's when you when someone wins the world finals, is that just for pride, or is there some sort of financial payout for these like individual events and maybe the final?
1: Sadly, as of now, there's not r- uh, real pay for whoever wins the final and stuff besides the exposure. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. And well, more exposure you get, more popular you are, more events you're gonna have, gotcha. more money you're gonna make. Gotcha. So, I mean, more
0: invite invitations for these and this yes. and that. Got yeah, it.
1: Yeah, you're one of the fan favorites. I mean, they want to see you. If you're pulling all the cool tricks, the fans want to see you. Yeah. So, so if you if you're if you're performing like that, then you're gonna have more exposure. Like I said, so so then they're going with the companies gonna want you to be performing, uh, yeah. in more events
4: got it is there like a ride of the night award or you know
1: well we do we do have like at the after the world finals we have a banquet uh, a ceremony and they do like uh more skilled driver uh upcoming driver rookie of the year uh-huh. uh big air um, yeah yeah there's there's several that elements we'll vegas or something uh, well, this year, wh- what this year, last year was in Orlando, okay. Uh, this year is going to be in Nashville. Oh, right, okay. So they'll they'll find a cool place and they'll yeah, yeah. like reserve a whole salon and we go there and we have like uh, we watch videos of bloopers and stuff that has happened throughout the year. So, oh, that's
4: cool. Yeah, that's got to be fine. a great damn.
3: Uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, yeah, I just had a question. We were talking about safety a lot and something came to mind. Um, you know, if if a lot of us are uh, paying attention to sports over the last few weeks. We had a really tragic event where the uh, Damar Hamlin had the uh, cardiac arrest situation in the football game, and it was the first responders in the crews that came out that really essentially saved his life, and it got me thinking while we were talking about it through the show tonight. Um, does Monster Jam have, like, a first-response team of trained individuals, or do you guys have folks that are from the local markets that you're – Mm. Uh, in the venue say you're in cincinnati or, or you're in orlando or you're is it or is it a conglomerate of two of everybody
1: so we do have like our our, our tech officials you know technicians, mm-hmm. the, those are the first response basically they will okay. come there they will check on us they will put the fire out uh they will get us out yep on the tunnel outside of the perimeter of the track there's the ems all right they will be always in sight we will not do we will not even run practice without having ems on site okay mm. so i mean if something happens i mean we have our team that they're like prepared, train how to cut the tubes in the truck to get us out in case something yeah. wants to happen uh we rely on them uh some of them are newer technicians that we're like hey uh, you might want to train yourself a little more because i'm trusting my life on you but slowly they get there yeah. And and after that the first people as soon as we get off the floor of this of the performance area, the the EMS uh, takes us to the hospital and then goes from there, which the company, the insurance all take care of it, you know. Yeah,
3: yeah. And I was just curious, just you know, you guys are so safety forward thinking with the chassis and the and the, the spectators and the whole thing. And then it just seemed like it made sense that you that Monster Jam as a
1: business would be
3: on top of that oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah no i mean you know, i'm I mean, protecting you guys
1: i mean and that's the thing we don't want to put out the ems we, we used to rely on the ems to be the ones attending the first the first event the first crashing mm-hmm. but now it's it's not reliable yeah we rather allow our like our cynthia's, to, uh,
3: cynthia's deal is a prime example right like i right. mean they have been
1: so everybody so, was kind like, so of like so we go so we go there well well we have communication so the first thing that I get, if i crash the first thing i'll hear it will be on the radio are you okay yes so he will communicate so yep. they these know they don't need to panic if i don't say anything well hey we need to panic yep. what's yep. going on sense of urgency right mm-hmm. so so that's the first thing if we if you say you're okay which that's where we were talking earlier i mean if you have a concussion if somebody asks you here are you okay you're gonna say yes i'm okay yep and that's so so that's the thing like well that's why they if you roll over in the cage we're looking at it because that's the main thing anybody's going to say yeah i'm okay it's perfectly fine the adrenaline's going yeah so so, so that's in. so but uh, but before we used to have the ems go into the track and then they will be standing in the wrong spot uh they they don't know what to do they don't know how to get us out of the truck oh. you know so the, there's a bunch of things that like unless you have a a trained personnel to do that so that's why the the safety techs are the ones they are going to take us out check on us uh if i'm climbing out of the truck they'll be there waiting for me to hold me out yep. before they roll the truck back over so that would be like the first re- response and then from there it takes two uh, more prepared hands so you have to deal with something more serious obviously cool.
3: really great answer yeah. yeah that was exactly what i was curious about
0: um what's something that maybe the average uh fan may not know about monster truck driving
1: i mean well people think that i don't know i mean there's different different things people who doesn't know anything about monster jam trucks or anything like i said the first thing they will think is there's a redneck hillbilly show yeah. event yeah and
0: they're and all I, called bigfoot it, yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: and 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 that's totally not what it is um i it's 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 different. I mean, Monster Jam is trying to grow to so many cultures, to so many types of markets that it's it's hard to tell like what people don't know or what should know about our events. You know, it's definitely a family event, uh, uh, show that all of us drivers were passionate about what we do. Uh, and we're trying to push the limits in this truck, and we get excited about the reaction of the fans that come to our event. Yeah. So we look forward to make a connection with every fan, get them to get involved with us because we want that connection because that's what motivates us to to do what we do. And without them, without the fans, without everybody who is involved, uh, we wouldn't be what we are. Yeah, good answer. Very
0: um, what are some other stuff that you're into as far as Alaska? We talked about snowboarding. Obviously, you were doing the bike riding. I saw your Instagram today. You're out ice skating. <laughs> yeah. um, what I mean, there's so much to do in Alaska. Have you done any uh, fishing or hunting or anything like that?
1: You know, I'm, I haven't done any fishing yet, and I haven't done any hunting. Uh, hunting is something that in Costa Rica we don't grow up with the hunting part. Um, I want to do it i want I want to experience it, but it's not something that really grows in my in my family and my blood like hey hunting the way that in the United States the hunting culture is yeah. uh, Costa Rica, actually hunting is illegal now oh, uh, really? it, we protect all the animals it's a it's it's a reserve for the whole world. We have a lot of animals, just the jungle yeah so so it's it's illegal to do hunting down there. I mean there's deer and there's f- a few animals you can there's a lot of wild cats and stuff, but that's why the people were killing the wild cats instead of just the deer. Mm-hmm. So, so that's where like Costa Rica became like like not allowed to really hunt. So that we I don't see it that often. But uh, when it comes to Alaska, man, uh, I've been doing a lot of mountain bike trails. I did a triathlon and the River triathlon a couple of years ago. Oh, good for you. Uh, one thing that we love to do is camping. I mean, mm-hmm. me and my sister we always love to yeah. go camping everywhere we can um i had the opportunity to travel quite a bit uh with in the state of alaska into remote areas villages do working for telecommunications Uh, i used to work with uh, pcn pacific uh, construction north uh, eric phillips who was my boss and he gave me the opportunity to be able to travel around the state to a lot of places that i would never expect me to go there dry villages and stuff like i didn't me a new new person here in alaska i've been to places that not even people who live their whole entire life here have yeah. been to oh for yeah. sure so so that was a very cool experience i mean uh Whittier, i got invited by uh, for a couple of weddings there in Wheatier from one of my friends you know and uh i don't know i just Alaska is amazing. There's no words to describe it. When when you put him in the spotlight like that about Alaska, it's like hard to to say it because
4: yeah. I love everything, so everything about it.
1: I love everything about it. One thing they thought Alaska taught me was if you snooze, you lose. Here, yeah. are, are you know, it's summertime when there's daylight. I mean, I remember mm-hmm. coming back from working 14 hour uh, day, and I'm tired and like the normal things. Like I want to be lazy and just be in my couch and not do anything. But here, you got to take advantage of it. Yeah. You got to get yeah. out there. You got to take advantage of the few hours of daylight that you have. Because when they're here, you got to take advantage of them. Because yeah. then it gets dark, like right now, you know. So, yeah. so I learned that about here. It's like you have to really get out there and get going and constantly be on the move. And if you are on the move, you're gonna relate with good people. You're gonna meet new people. There's always a lot of people wanting to do cool activities. Yep. So, so you have to make the, your decisions. You wanna say, be complaining and say, "Oh, I'm tired. I'm gonna stay home." Yeah, you can do that, but you're gonna miss out on all the fun stuff. That's happening. right.
0: That's right. That's right. That's, a, great, really, that's
3: a really great point. Yeah, because you, yeah. you, it's easy to do that, and then all of a sudden summer's over, or there's only like one nice sunny day. Yeah, mm-hmm. in a week, there's only one good Prince William Sound flat calm day, and you're yeah. like, oh, I'll try it for the weekend. Right. And then a storm comes in. Yeah. You ain't going fishing
1: now. Right. You snooze, you lose. Right. Yeah. It <laughs> gets <lose> to this <laughs>
4: point where you're like, oh man, there's too many cool things, and I don't have enough time.
1: Yeah. <laughs> i think that's a yeah. problem of everybody yeah. here you know yeah. our summers <laughs> our summers are too, are too short to be able to do all the things that we want to do that's right yeah
3: that's right well that's and right. after your tour is over uh pretty much in july yeah so are you now disconnected from monster jam maybe like debrief for a little bit and then do you get to come back to alaska for the rest of the summer after that
1: i, I mean i get to come to alaska and maybe spend two two three weeks and then go out for one weekend okay that's kind of the way it goes okay uh but still, I mean, we're still pretty busy even on the off season. I mean, yeah. we say we say the season is the first quarter, and it's no longer a first quarter. It's yeah. so all year round, yep. and it's only going to get busier. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. that's a good thing for me. It is. Uh, I mean, what you who, do. who knows how long I'm going to be able to stay here in Alaska forever? Sure. I mean, I'm sometimes I see it. I'm spending. S- four or five hours extra on a plane each weekend you know when i could be flying i don't know let's say houston and fly two hours and i'll be in my house yeah Yeah. Uh, sometimes I, i consider that part but then i look at all my friends and all the things that there is to do here in alaska that it's hard to put it on the scale sure. and figure out what you really want to do. And then I got Costa Rica on the other side, pulling the other side of the, of the balance. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, I don't know what to do, man. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I you wish I could good. split myself and live in all places at the same time.
4: There yeah.
0: You go. Yeah, there keep you go. moving. Pura Vida. Yes, yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. that's, that's right. It. The Pura Vida life. It's paradise. It.
0: Well, thank you for coming in and chatting with us and and sharing all your um, knowledge on this amazing sport that you're involved in. Um, Your love for Alaska is just shining through your smile. Um, So thank you for like, I mean, even on your Instagram, you put Alaska as the thing, you know, is where you could put Costa Rica. You could put all these other places, but you decided to say... Alaska.
1: Uh, well, thank you very much for having me. I mean, uh, one thing is Alaska is my place. I feel like in an Alaska, and I know I'm new. Some people might get offended about that because, like, I'm new to to. But I feel like one one more. Uh, my friends obviously welcome me, welcoming here. Uh, it was it was such a great experience, and I'm like happy, and I want to see how I can get more involved on growing. I mean, uh, on the motorsport industry, I feel very happy. I met Keith McGee, another Alaskan driver. On uh, the NASCAR industry, you know, him and I, we became good friends since then. We've actually been constantly in touch on what's happening on each on each tour. Uh, so I feel like Alaska has a lot of uh, talent. I wish to be able to help uh, to push this talent out more to get more exposure and, and the industries out there. I feel like we there's so much talent here, but there's not enough guidance mm-hmm. to to take sure. them to to that next level. Yeah. Yeah. We probably have better better talent here than anywhere else, but nobody really gets to become somebody. Yeah. So so that's one thing that I feel like Alaska's missing it's missing somebody hungry to come and fish some talent out of here. Mm.
3: Nicely, well yeah. said, man. Yeah, and thanks for your appreciation for for this place oh, for someone you. that hasn't been here that long. Um, I myself can find myself complaining when you just go through the long winters. But it's really like in, it's rejuvenating for my mental to hear someone speak so purely of their love for it. It makes me remember like what I do truly love about this place. So God. it's inspiring, man. Thank you. Well, thank you guys. Yeah, no, I we'll mean, see. like
1: we say in Costa Rica, Pura Vida. There's like kind of Alaska has a Pura Vida vibe into it. Nice, yeah. man.
3: I will take it. Pura Vida. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's right. At That's Mark it. List. 539 on Instagram, Monster Jam Athlete, El Toro Loco. Thank you. Alaska, thank you for listening. And as always,
4: stay wild, Alaska. You remember my speaking
1: to you of what I call your overcautiousness. Are you not overcautious when you assume that you cannot do what the enemy is constantly doing?
0: The Alaska Wild Project podcast is brought to you by the following sponsors. arbor digital the forefront of digital assets cryptocurrencies and wealth management providing a low-cost research-based investment strategy for alaskans looking to invest their hard-earned money visit arborcapital.io today to put your money to work
4: tailored restoration 24-hour emergency home services helping alaskans restore their dreams since 1972 services include fire water mold post-emergency cleaning repair and remodeling Give them a call in Anchorage, Eagle River Matsu, or Fairbanks. Hit them up at tailoredrestorationalaska.com.
3: Total Truck and Alaska Overlander, Alaska's premier supplier for custom automotive accessories and overlanding products, providing all-inclusive rental vehicles and trailers, custom outfitted to explore the Alaskan backcountry with a unique and convenient traveling experience.
4: Serrano's Mexican Grill, two locations, one on Tudor, one on Northern Lights. The Northern Lights location has their new tequila bar. Check it out. Also see their daily specials at serranosmexicangrill.com.
0: TheTreeHouseAK.com, located at 341 Boniface Parkway, Alaska's own and grown cannabis and CBD store. Ask the bud tender what the strain of the day is to get your 10% off. The Treehouse, where the culture lives.
3: The Connoisseur Lounge, Alaska's premier, locally owned and operated cannabis retailer located in the heart of Palmer, Alaska. Their cultivated products include Snowcap Romance, Aurora Haze, Super Glue, and much more. Find them at theconnoisseurlounge.net.
0: AKO Farms, located in Sitka, Alaska, built from the ground up with concentrates as their single motivation, with exclusive products such as their sugar wax, full-spectrum diamond sauce carts, and more. Ask your local budtender about AKO. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under their influence. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana for the use of only by adults 21 and older. Keep out of the reach of children, and marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding.
4: The Bait Shack. Located on Ship Creek upstream of the bridge, can't miss the bright red shack. They are the go-to fishing gear rental and guide service on Ship Creek. Tight lines and fish on. Come hook into the action with them. Hit them up at TheBaitShackAK.com. Snow Pro
0: AK, your snow and ice management company specializing in business and residential properties. They know what it takes to keep your property presentable and safe. Give them a call for a free estimate at 280-7098 or visit LawnProAK.com. Double Shovel Cider Company, located off of Arctic and 58th, handcrafted Alaskan-made colonial ciders. They also have a tap room downtown on the corner of 5th and E. Stop by today and taste an award-winning cider.
3: The Alaska Chapter of Backcountry Hunters and Anglers, BHA is the voice of our Alaskan public lands, waters, and wildlife. Their goal is to uphold our hunting and fishing legacy while keeping our public lands wild. Stand up today and join BHA at backcountryhunters.org. Should
0: you not claim to be at least his equal in prowess and act upon the claim? I say try. If we never try, we
1: shall never succeed. This proposition is a simple truth and it's too important to be lost sight of for a moment. If we cannot beat the enemy where he now is, we never can. It is
2: all easy if our troops march as well as the enemy. And it is unmanly.